0: So, uh episode 21 of the podcast today. Um uh, we have a lot to discuss today. We're going to be um doing a recap of Raw as it was the Go, go Home Show. It was the Go Home Show to, to Road Block, not Road Black, brainless one. Um also we will be discussing NXT from this week. Um they had the main event of Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa Joe inside a steel cage, which was the rematch. From their matchup in uh, Osaka, Japan, uh, they also had four incredible matches that we discussed last week. Uh, leading number into one. who was going to be the number yep. one contender for I have this. Oh, I might seem like I'm a little slow today, but that's not the case. Um, heading into um, I guess it would be the next NXT show, which would probably be heading into the Royal Rumble in Houston. Um, they had a, they had four qualifying matches for a fatal four-way elimination match to determine who will be Shinsuke Nakamura's number one contender. Um, 205 show, basically, I'm pretty sure it was setting up for the roadblock cha- championship match for the cruiserweight title, if I, if I remember correctly. A
1: few other things went on, but that was kind of the main crux of it.
0: And uh, we will also be discussing the uh, the show that we went to last week in Norfolk, the live show, which was actually pretty damn good, uh, considering a lot of the top-notch talent was not actually performing. And then we will be talking about Total Nonstop Deletion, which was the TNA show from this week that was shot in Cameron, North Carolina, home of the Hottie Boys and we will be doing our roadblock predictions. So, where would you like to start, Jay? I don't know. That was a mouthful, by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I know I was going to chime in, but you don't you didn't want me to, so I didn't. I'm sorry.
0: I just you know what it is? I just get I get into like one of these rhythms and I just I just go and it's like
1: All right. So, what what do you, you want to <laughs> <laughs> I, think,
0: I, think, I think on that note i think we should just i say we kick it off with tna all
1: right well, uh so well t- uh, uh i think you and i have varying d- opinions on total non-stop deletion we shouldn't but we probably do um uh, uh you know overall like for, for me total non-stop deletion obviously built up to the tag team apocalypto i i thought everything before Uh, Up until that match and the world title match was absolute shit and just uh, was more or less a waste of time. It it was kind of brainless, mindless entertainment. But uh, you know what? I was entertained as hell by the last two matches. And actually, we didn't even have an outcome to the world title match. It was still going on. Right now, they could... Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to supplant Curtis Axel's uh, record in the Royal Rumble as far as how long this match lasts, look, but you know, it's still
0: going on right now. Look, we only have room for one shtick like that, and it's going to be Curtis Axel, okay? So don't even get any ideas about Eddie Edwards and and Bobby Bobby Lashley. I was going to come up with something funny, but yeah, Bobby Lashley. So so what was my opinion? I, from, I want from specifics, the, from too. From the start of the show... To the end of the show, I, I basically, last night on Twitter after I finally got to watch the Total Nonstop Deletion, I let my feelings be known on Twitter of how I felt about it, and total, and I actually tweeted out Total Nonstop Deletion with a bunch of shit around it because Total Nonstop Deletion was just shit all around. I'm gonna shit all over it. That's that was my plan. From the time that it started to the time that that, whatever you want to call it, that show ended, it was terrible. It was god awful. It was a nine and a half on the Cena scale. A nine and a half on the Cena scale. All right, I want you to get into specifics. What didn't you like? Oh, let's Don't see. Don't be um, general, okay. All right, uh, number one, I didn't some... like the fact that Matt Hardy and whatever the hell is his girlfriend, wife, whatever the hell she is. I didn't like the Rebbe Scott. I didn't like the fact that they're one one year old Kid made his in-ring debut against Rockstar Spud, and he basically got tased by you know Maxwell's grandfather, Senor Senor Benjamin. Senor Benjamin. Uh, Hey,
1: and storyline—he's their gardener. He's not—he's not his grandfather. Storyline-wise,
0: whatever, whatever it was, you know what what it was—it was stupid. I think it was stupid, and I I did enjoy. I, I did not enjoy that in any way, shape, or form. I thought. It was stupid just putting the kid in a match anyway at the age he's at. You know, I have a nephew up in Connecticut who's two years old. You know, I bet you he could beat the shit out of Maxwell. I don't care who the fuck his parents are. My nephew could take Maxwell. In, in my opinion, my nephew could probably kick Matt Hardy's ass too. That's not saying much because anybody could kick Matt Hardy's ass. Uh I just didn't like that. Then they had whatever, what was it, Shitweed weed or stinkweed or some sh- stupid... Itch weed. Itch weed, whatever it was. Something that came the, from the, the brain Jeff. of Jeff Hardy. Um, uh,
1: probably from uh, regular Jeff Weed.
0: I would hope that was just from weed. That looked like something that could have been from either ecstasy or shrooms or something. What, if that came from his brain, good God. You know what, Jeff, I hope you're listening. I would love to smoke whatever the hell you're smoking. Uh, uh,
1: itchweed defeated Chip Sterling. Or Chip or Chet Sterling or does it really matter? <laughs> and you're, you're trying to you're trying to sell me on the show. The show was terrible. No, I'm not selling. Did you listen to a word I said? I said everything only... was terrible until the, the, last the last two, two matches. Things.
0: Yeah, and I... I thought the last two things were terrible too. I think that the whole the world heavyweight championship, but there was no the match wasn't bad. I mean, they actually were wrestling pretty good, but I I just don't like Bobby Lashley. I don't think he's that good of an in-ring performer. Uh, he's even worse on the microphone. I'm just not a big fan of Lashley. Uh, Take you the fact that you're not a fan of these people out. Oh, were no, you entertained? No, not at all. I was under. I was. I was not entertained at any point. I did not laugh. Uh, I didn't it, smile. I didn't, uh, he's I, lying.
1: He's lying. He laughed at one point.
0: What point was that? Uh,
1: the part which is actually my mark out moment of the week when uh broken matt hardy said that they were burying the guy like the man with three h's <laughs> <You> <laughs> That know, you know, is you know, my mark out moment of the week i thought that that was God, absolutely freaking hilarious ass. i'm going to
0: kick your ass in the mark out moment this week oh lord if that's what yeah. your mark out moment is just, just I'm, like I'm, you did I'm last sorry.
1: week you, you said you were going to kick my butt last week in the mark out moment and what happened i beat you 8 to 2 mickey james signing a
0: contract
1: Outdid your uh, what the hell was it? I
0: think it was, think it, think it was, en- think it was Enzo uh, getting butt naked. I think no, that was two no, weeks no, ago. no, that was a couple weeks ago. What the uh, hell was my markout moment? Anybody it, out there remember what my markout moment was?
1: Well, it, it, all I know is you got your butt kicked uh, pretty soundly.
0: Mm. Mm. It was Bray Wyatt winning his first major WWE championship. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so uh
1: you know what? I, what I have to say with with total nonstop deletion, it's like you know they they hype the hell out of this, but like frickin' Josh Josh Matthews saying that in 30 seconds this was like better than anything he's ever seen at WrestleMania ever. Uh, I I understand being a company guy and you know loving where you're working and all that stuff and hyping up where you're working. What the fuck? I I enjoyed the last two bits of it because I was entertained by them. You, you weren't, and that's fine. But, like, really better than WrestleMania? That wasn't... I mean... It wasn't better than WrestleMania 27 or better than WrestleMania 11, ones that many people consider to be, like, the lower end of the WrestleMania spectrum. Hey, don't you dare
0: badmouth WrestleMania 11. Don't you dare badmouth WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 17 had the greatest match in I, WrestleMania history. I
1: didn't badmouth 17. I badmouth 27. 27.
0: It was bush league for him to say that.
1: It was absolutely bush league for Josh Matthews to say that this was anything better than WrestleMania. Yeah, there have been bad WrestleManias, but you know what? This was, like this was something different, but it was not in that league at all. The matches were like mostly stupid and terrible, but there were entertaining moments for me. But better than WrestleMania, my god!
0: I mean, the fact that they they basically pulled the Rock and Roll Express out of the bowels of the, the retirement home that they were at, and we had to watch them come out there and. They did just... what? I, I,
1: you know what? I think with the Rock and Roll Express they did what they could to make it entertaining because, like, I've seen I saw them last year at a live event, and you know, obviously they're up there in age and. You know, they don't want to make them look bad. The little bits they showed of them in the ring with the Hardys, I bet the Hardys were marking out themselves like, hey, we're in the ring with the Rock and Roll Express. And I thought, like, for what that was, it, it was fine for, like, the 45, 50 seconds that they had in ring, and then they had the silliness going about, uh, you know, the two cranes, which I thought, I, for it, me, it was way act, over the top an and just of, it, stupid. It's
0: volcano an active volcano was what they were saying
1: a brand new active volcano that that just happened to appear at the hardy compound yeah stuff like that is stupid and gimmicky but like i was mildly entertained by the rock and roll express stuff and i'm glad that you know matt and jeff hardy you know had you know kind of a childhood dream realized cuz when they grew up they wanted to be wwf tag team champions and i'm sure when they grew up cuz they're about our age that they wanted to go against the Rock and Roll Express.
0: Speak for yourself. They are probably close to your age than my age. Uh, Matt's, fact, Matt's definitely older than both of us, and Jeff, I believe, is older younger than, than you. me. Sure about that?
1: Jeff's younger than I am.
0: Do I have to look this up on the Wikipedia's? You, don't look it up now. All right, then I won't. He's but younger I'm, than I'm I am. I'm going to do this at the end of the sh- By the end of tonight, I'm going to f- prove to you that Jeff Hardy is not younger than you. He's still older than me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. uh so uh, you know it was a
1: cool moment i 'm sure for them and uh, like uh, like I said it wasn 't the greatest thing, but I was mildly entertained by the rock and roll express with them. you know when they started introducing all these teams coming out at the beginning of the match, you know it was a bit of a letdown i 'm like, going, oh no, where are these teams from all over the world and like they ended up kind of filtering them in throughout the uh the episode. I thought it was funny though, when they had the uh helms dynasty like take off in the 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 back of the truck bed they go to the cameron north carolina like town line and they start beating the hell out of each other there like jeff hardy gets on his uh uh, his dirt bike that he broke his leg on like a couple of years ago takes the referee with him they catch up with the helms dynasty melee all over the place and then you have uh the Decay sitting there at the front of the Hardy compound just letting in random teams, some of which just I to had beat the n- shit out of. Right. And some of which I'd never heard of before. Uh you know, w- one interesting moment. It was stupid, but again, over the top stupid that it was kinda silly That's was specific. the horn swoggle rockstar spud thing I, I was mildly entertained to see hornswoggle in there when they were bit speaking him up like he is the biggest guy in wrestling and you end up getting hornswoggle the shortest guy in wrestling but but for me there, there was enough entertaining little bits in it and having the cameo of animal maybe it's just because I'm freaking child of the 80s and like love seeing little crap like that happen
0: it was terrible. That's all I'm going to say to this. I'm going to... I I. I just want to bury specific. this I want to bury this thing like Triple H at WrestleMania against a young talent. I'm going to bury this thing right now. It was god awful. It was terrible. I expected a lot more from this. The way that they were hyping it up, I figured it was going to be a better show. Lashley and Edwards actually had a pretty decent, above-average show. I'll give them that. But the tag team Apocalypto was stupid. The fact that the biggest name that you could bring in was the Rock and Roll Express was kind of stupid. Uh, you get the, 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 the Helms dynasty? What the hell is a whole, a Helms dynasty? The, the only good thing about them was the fact that, uh, Gregory Helms made a freaking face turn and became the Hurricane again. That was the only highlight of the tag team apocalypto. Yeah, we had freaking Hornswoggle, but who gives a shit? He wasn't even that relevant in WWE. I, I, I thought it was, I thought the whole show was stupid. I thought, from the beginning, you know, the opening segment that Matt Hardy had where I was like, delete, 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 Yeah, I want to I delete all of you just because of the fact that you're out there supporting this. It wasn't that. It was just not good. It was terrible. I wasted an hour and a half of my life yesterday watching that shit. And it didn't even matter the amount of alcohol I consumed. It still wasn't entertaining to me. All right. And that's that's where I'm going to end it on that note. Agree to disagree. You could You could agree to disagree all you want. It was a terrible show. Agree, they should be. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should delete TNA after said show, and that is the reason why I, Bobby the Brainless, does do not watch TNA because it's not entertaining at all. That's when, not true. When you got when you got a ninety five year old Ric Flair trying to go up against a a person whose name is the Monster Abyss, and he's trying to attack him, a guy who's like eight feet tall and six hundred pounds. And so what Ric you're Flair. saying is
1: WWE has never done anything like that. But that that. Like, Katie Vick, that wasn't that level of stupid, right? Right?
0: Ric Flair shouldn't be getting in the ring with anybody. Little but uh, I'm Chris. just
1: saying that... oh no, I mean... But, but you're acting like... You're making that seem like
0: that's all TNA has done. It's done nothing but crap. I don't know if you've actually this...
1: seen TNA when it, it, it was actually another, good.
0: Another problem that I had, with... T- no, I did see TNA when it was good. I remember the AJ Styles days and the Eric Young days and the Samoa well Joe days when they actually had talented guys who could go they out have there. Talented and guys,
1: they're just not as well known.
0: Whatever. All I'm going to say is the way that I, the, the, my biggest, my biggest thing with that show from the other night, is it felt like it was too scripted as a movie. Like, I felt like I was watching a movie or a television show. I did not feel like I was watching a wrestling show. Well, the thing is,
1: you're used to watching, I think, a WWE wrestling show. I think they're they're trying to do something that isn't WWE. I applaud them for that. But honestly, for me, overall, too gimmicky. You know, having the 15-month-old in the match, stupid. Stupid. Terrible. Itchweed, terrible. No no need for that character. That character needs to be deleted. Matt uh, Hardy
0: needs to be deleted, too.
1: I enjoy Matt Hardy and his shtick, because he ap- absolutely lives it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I actually forgot about the best part about the whole total nonstop deletion. Was the return of ODB. Oh, it, I forget who the chick was that she fought. I'm, I apologize. Uh, I,
1: I think I wrote it down somewhere. Uh... She went against Sienna.
0: Sienna, who was trying to. Or was it Sierra? Sierra? I can't. Sienna, uh, my, my
1: uh, I don't know. My writing is terrible. There. Uh, hey, we just got uh, somebody from Scotland. Hey, what's going on out there in uh, Scotland? We're uh, we're here in uh, Virginia in the United States. Hope all is well out there.
0: Uh, Sienna or Sierra, whoever it was, going up against ODB was the highlight. Well, we're we're cold here in, in uh Virginia in the United States. But it's uh, not snowing no, like no, where no. we come from up we're in uh Connecticut. Connecticut. But I'm sorry. Uh OD you know, ODB coming out, you know, yeah. drinking from the flask and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um and the fact that they had the drone come oh, out and oh, be a part yeah. of that match and everything. I to me that was the highlight of the entire show was the O D B Sierra slash Sienna or whatever her name was. Um, I.
1: You know what? I was happy to see ODB back on television. I think for the most part, she's kind of retired from wrestling and she just kind of, like, goes about her life, does a, an occasional, like, independent booking. But, like, the match itself was terrible. Uh, it, you know, they were just out of sync and I think uh, it just showed that ODB was a little a bit out of practice. Us. Uh, but, you know what? I, I was happy to see her in the ring because she's always been kind of one of my uh one of my favorites just because she's not your traditional, you know, prototype of a wrestler at least uh back when she was kind of uh wrestling full time which was like 7 8 years ago. You know, the prototypical thing was kind of more of the Barbie look and somebody who is a supermodel where she absolutely is not that. She's, you know,
0: I didn't say the match, but I girl. was just happy to see ODB because I'm I wasn't happy. expecting it.
1: Yeah, it, it was cool to see ODB, and but yeah, overall, like I said, I, I would give a mild thumbs up to Total Nonstop Deletion. What, what would you rank it on the Cena scale? On the Cena scale, uh, I'm gonna, I'll I'll give it like a five because, like I said, mild, mild thumbs up, very mild thumbs up. There are only two things worth. While on this, uh, the 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 slight like happy markup moment with odd b showing odd up. yeah, uh, DUI. <laughs> what?
0: That's 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 uh. Never mind. That, no, it's gonna not
1: going to be later. I right. I don't do that. I don't do no, crap like say, that.
0: I was gonna, I was going to say you just got it wrong, and you're trying to talk about a a DUI when it's odd. I was right. thinking more like ADD, like attention deficit disorder, whatever. Right. All right. right. Do
1: we want to talk live tour? Or do we want to go into the TV shows well, this week? Oh, let's
0: just go in order now. I mean, we already got the we already got the crappy part of the <laughs> podcast over with. So <laughs> let's let's kick into some WWE. Um, I did I did want to bring up something. Um,
1: are we going chronological order? Are we going live tour from last week? We'll go then? live
0: tour and then we'll go Raw. Then we'll go NXT Two
1: Hundred Five. Well, well it is, and then we'll
0: make our predictions at the end. This
1: Raw leads into roadblock this week. Well,
0: then we could go Raw before the pay-per-view. That's fine. Whatever. All right. You know what? I'm the brainless one, so you take over from here. There's just something I did want to bring up, though. Before, go ahead, before, man. Before we get into it, uh, we weren't going to discuss uh, SmackDown too much this week, but uh, on SmackDown during, on Tuesday, they had the tag team battle royal to determine the number one contenders for the Wyatt Family's Tag Team Championships. Um, it was a bittersweet victory for... The hype, hype bros. Me, hype rose, as Zack Ryder was the last man standing for his team, securing his team a shot at the number one contendership for the tag team titles. Unfortunately, during that match, Zack Ryder hurt his knee, and he had surgery earlier this week, and he's going to be out for the next four to six months. Uh, Broski, I I hope I hope you get to hear this. I, I don't think you will, uh, but Zack, uh, just Godspeed and. Hopefully for you it's a it's a quick recovery and I'd love to see you get back in the ring you are a very talented guy and I'm a fan of yours so I would love to see you get back in as soon as possible hopefully closer to the 4 instead of the 6 months
1: yeah well I mean with all the the guys and girls on the road you know you want to make sure after all the hard work they do that they go out there and get a chance to perform at Wrestlemania and if it's the six months he's not going to make it to Wrestlemania if it's the four months you know he has a shot of being healthy in time to you know if nothing else at least be in like uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal even if he doesn't have some sort of match built up for then uh, which you know you wouldn't think he would be healthy enough to you know have a full match but hopefully at the
0: at the at like the low like the smallest point that he could take part in wrestlemania like maybe be in mojo raleigh's corner for something or even if he does like a backstage segment i just would like to see Zack Ryder at wrestlemania
1: the guy works his tail off he deserves to at least have a little bit of the spotlight
0: and everything he asks they ask of him he does so can't take that away from him either
1: uh so uh kind of Continuing with the SmackDown thing, let's talk about the live show we saw, uh, you know, last week. Uh, they had WWE Holiday Live Tour in, uh at the Norfolk Scope in Virginia. And my
0: first trip to the Norfolk Scope, by the way.
1: Yeah, uh, it was my first time being in the Scope in like the big arena. I've been down in the basement and I saw uh, big time wrestling there last year and saw a bunch of legends and a couple other of the uh, indie guys who wrestle for big time wrestling uh but it was it it was cool like being in the big arena and i mean with the history of that place back in 98 you know dx you know actually like showing up where wcw monday nitro was like seeing like the actual like place where they were trying to get down into the bowels of the arena where like I, i mean i remember so vividly seeing it like closed office they were trying to get into the arena and it's like on the tank yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like seeing those parts outside the arena every time i go by that thing i'm like going hey this is where dx you know was storming wcw and they just refused to open the doors for right. him. uh so actually finally going in there it, it was a cool little thing and i thought overall the The show was very entertaining. I would say, like, match quality-wise, like, all the matches were kind of all right. Nothing really stood out. It wasn't like when we went to NXT and, like, saw Cedric Alexander against Bobby Roode.
0: Which was fantastic.
1: I mean, for me, I think Match of the Night uh, probably was uh, either... Ziggler against Harper, or it was you Wyatt against Ambrose,
0: son of a bitch, you. Or it was Ambrose course, against Wyatt. Of course you were gonna say that it was your boy Dolph Ziggler against uh, Luke Harper, the man who busted out his shirt from like one of his. Hey, two this, shirts was, the shirts, I mean, this hey, was the clean one.
1: This was the clean one. It only had seventy-two stains.
0: Yeah, so he only has two shirts in his wardrobe, so he wore the cleanish of the two. So I get it. Yeah, that's fine. Say what you will. One um, smells
1: like vomit. The other one
0: smells just like, like body farts. Owns. Farts. Farts. Yeah, farts. So he farts on his shirts. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, Lord. All right. Um, I actually I thought it was a very decent show for a house show. I wasn't really expecting much. I wasn't expecting, like, guys, like, going crazy. I mean, they did kind of go crazy in a Norfolk street fight for the main event. Uh, between Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt. Should have been AJ Styles and Ambrose, but we're not gonna go into that. Well I mean AJ's hurt, so you I mean he unfortunately me, that's what happens. Um you know the bright spot was is that I got to see a lot of people that I've never seen before. I e uh Bray Your girl. Wyatt, Your uh, girl my girl Lexa Bliss uh Becky Lynch. I was glad to see her too. Um I got to see I Well to we see saw
1: Rhino. Else. That was nice.
0: Wait, hold on. Hooray Hurrah I'm supposed to what? be excited because I saw the Rhino, the, the vanilla ice cream of professional wrestling. You got he to see no Heath
1: Slater and his kids. I, oh, wait.
0: His kids weren't there.
1: We talked I've about seen, his kids. I've
0: seen Heath Slater. When I The last show I went to...
1: All right, so uh... <laughs> well, I, we got a- asked if we know any Russian words uh on Twitter. Uh, uh, I, I mean, really, the I only can't. thing I kind of vaguely know, what's it, uh, uh Yeah. yeah I, I got nothing. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That, stop, that's about all before, I know from Nikolai stop, Volkov stop singing the you, Russian uh, Soviet you, national anthem.
0: Stop before you offend the Russian government and they come after us. Please uh, just stop. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> um i appreciate your at least your attempt at it because i i'm not even afraid to admit it, i don't know any russian at all
1: thank um, you for tuning in though from uh over on that side of the world we we appreciate you tuning in uh but uh as far as uh <laughs> Vern gagne <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's no, S. I. Yeah, Strangler,
1: was... I did not say Vern Gagne. That would be awesome, though. Vern Gagne should be. A, that could be a word in some other language, right? Couple of words, a phrase. What The hell's wrong with you tonight?
0: You seem like you're out of it. I mean, you're talking about. You're trying to speak You're talking about speaking Russian, and I mean, you're just you thought total nonstop deletion was mildly defecation. entertaining. You thought that total non-stop defecation was a good show. I, I feel like I feel like your head's just not in the game tonight. My, my head's I, completely it, in should, the game. Should I should I call the bullpen and get, you know, get somebody up like get the righty up or something?
1: Maybe Andre needs to come in and join this show. Um
0: one thing actually... It's I the did Brute find Squad. It, uh,
1: Sorry. I am the Brute Squad. He
0: is the Brute Squad. Uh,
1: one thing I found interesting, though, about the house show was some of the storylines that are current on TV were kind of forgotten about. You know, Heath Slater and Rhino kind of have tension, and it seemed like Heath Slater and Rhino had broken up. But here, yet here they were together, and seemed like there was no tension between them at all. It was very... Hey... You're my tag team partner, we were the tag team champions, and everything's great. Uh, same thing with the uh, main event there, where we had uh, James Ellsworth make an appearance and help out Dean Ambrose, as opposed to what happened on TV and, you know, other storylines we saw.
0: The fact that James Ellsworth came out during the main event of the house show we were at is the equivalent of watching Total Nonstop Deletion. I was entertained. I was not entertained by seeing Ellsworth. With his two hands and... Oh, God, I'm so sick. Hey, the sick. crowd got I'm so, so sick of him. Wait, really wait, have, wait. I you were the one that after he got Gronk spiked by Braun Strowman, it wasn't because you him. thought it, was, it was great. It was great that he got Gronk spiked. I watched that match. I couldn't even tell you And you times. talked
1: about... How many times did he talk about, like, oh, he's got his two hands and how great... is
0: it was funny. It was a, it was a thing, you know. It was the guy got his 15 minutes of fame. He got out there, he got to cut a minute long promo. He got kick, his ass kicked in less than 2 minutes. You know, he got his couple hundred bucks that he got for uh wrestling in the match, and, you know, just go away. Nobody expected you to be part of SmackDown. He should not be on the SmackDown roster. He should not be collecting a paycheck signed by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I'm sorry. The guy should have just went out there, got his couple hundred bucks, went back to his home, put his fishnet stockings on, did up his hair and and put on the makeup and be pretty Jimmy or whatever the fuck he's called and just and that's it. We didn't we don't need this guy out there every single week. All right. It was fun. It was a great little thing that they did when it first came out. You know that's fine. This whole thing with him is just it has to go. You're it done. It just it just has to go. No, I'm not done. You're I'm done. Not, I'm absolutely. I'm I'm done with him. I'm done with James Ellsworth. I'm. I'm. St- I just I can't I just can't with with James Ellsworth anymore. I just can't do it anymore. Okay. I, I I'm I'm at my my I'm at my ends here. I just I can't. You know. I... So, uh if we do if we could get Bobby the
1: Brainless back into this and we'll we'll run down the card and hopefully he'll he'll, he'll compose himself so he's not so angry about James Ellsworth. God. We had He's Slater and Rhino going against the fashion police, the uh uh what you call village people <laughs> Brezongo um who's in that tag team again? Tyler Breeze and Fondongo. that's well done uh so you know
0: not we saw something special gourd by the way,
1: nothing special with this match, but we saw a pretty impressive gore from Rhino. Rhino got the pin. And do,
0: do you remember who he pinned by chance? Not really. I don't really remember if it was Tyler Breeze or Fandango, but either one, whoever it was, they sold the finisher better than John Cena ever sold the finisher. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was fine. Uh,
1: it, it's just always interesting to remember that, like the the storylines out on the live shows are different than storylines are on TV. But, you know, uh, somebody on Twitter just brought up the point, like, you know, Breeze was a top heel on NXT, uh, fantastic worker in the ring, and I think a fantastic character who, you know, it's has very something interesting
0: character, to say the least. Yeah,
1: and something different, you know, having, like, the, the selfie stick and having all that jazz with him, uh, but... They've done nothing with him, and it's. I hope the guy finds his way, because he's a talented dude who deserves better than what he's getting, and
0: I will hopefully say this. they'll see the light with Hold him at some point. I will say this. With him being in the tag team with, I'm not even going to go into, like, Fandango... The fact that they have this team, it's better than what he was doing before. Oh, absolutely. Because before they put him in the tag team, he wasn't doing anything. He was like 0 for 63 since his call-up.
1: A- and working nothing but main event or superstars, so he wasn't doing much. So
0: the fact that he's actually getting television time now, even because he's in a tag team, I think that's better than... I'll tell you right now, Tyler Breeze is in a better spot than like Neville. I think yep. he's in a better spot than even Sami Zayn right now. I mean, I mean they're working kinda... towards
1: a storyline with Zane right now,
0: but. Which we'll get into later on in yeah. the podcast. Um, not a bad match. I, I, I that was it a wasn't, that was it a, wasn't great. That but... was an awesome, that was an awesome gore. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Yeah. It was, it was an awesome gore. You know, honestly, I would put like
1: Rhino's gore is just below Goldberg's spear as far as people who do that move. Um, you know, after that, it's kind of like a, a, a Mixed See,
0: for me, it's it's Goldberg, then it's Edge, then it's Rhino, then there's like 27 other guys, then it's Roman Reigns.
1: See, I I, I just have never been a big fan of the Edge one. I think the hype-up the Edge had to his spear was great. That's his why I like him so much. His spear itself did not look devastating, where Goldberg looks like he absolutely decapitates Oh, like what somebody. he did to,
0: to Brock Lesnar in their match. He absolutely destroyed him with the spear.
1: And that's that's the thing. He looks like he is running 100 miles an hour, and he is running through you, where it looks like uh, well, Edge he, is he, gently he, like, hugging you gently into the ground. Gently hugging Gen- you gently into the ground.
0: Hug, gently hugging you? What are you, a hater? Did you drink your haterade today? You know what? <laughs> did you, did you I enjoy my, Edge, my bottle? Th- th- I,
1: did not, I thought his spear was the worst. The worst. Take that back. I, and I would put Batista like right behind him as the second worst. Wow, Batista is a big guy, but he is not like he doesn't have the quickness that Goldberg had. And the absolute like he does have my favorite power bomb though. I love the Batista bomb. I do like the Batista bomb. Uh, and, and again, the, this is a guy I know you don't like. I absolutely love Sid Vicious's power bomb. I grew up on that one, so.
0: So did I. But. Christian.
1: Christian, Christian did do a a spear from time to time as an homage to Edge after Edge retired, and Christian's spear wasn't much better than Edge's, but I'd I'd put it mildly better than Edge's. I'm
0: really gonna. We're really gonna have to like do some research into all the people who use like a who have the spear part of their repertoire. I mean, I even created myself in a wrestling game, and I didn't even give myself a spear. Because I didn't want it. I didn't want to be like everybody else. Right. But I I would say, like I said, I, I think Goldberg is one. I think Edge's was two. And it's not just because of the fact that, like you said, it looks like he's hugging people. It's the, the build-up. It's the fact that he's up is the is and he's going like this, and just the whole thing. I, with hey, me, it's all about presentation. Get presence. the, the, the it's, wide it's eyes. The, it's the freaking and... presentation. At the end of the day, yeah. it's all about presentation, is it not? Sure, sure. And that's why I like Edge's... Where I like his that granted, I wish it was a it looked devastating. But the thing about Goldberg is that at the time he only had what like three moves.
1: He still only has three moves: a
0: clothesline, a spear, and and a jackhammer. He had to make it look good because that's all he did. He had three moves. But uh, yeah, sometimes
1: that's all you need. But Uh, let's
0: let's let's move. I'm sorry. So uh, a couple
1: of the uh, other kind of ongoing feuds on SmackDown. uh, Continued here on on the live tour, we had uh, Baron Corbin against Kalisto. And, uh, you know, I think this is more or less a showcase for Corbin. Uh, although I, you know, I have to say Kalisto looked really good in this match. And I know you and I differ on this. I thought their chairs match was pretty darn good. And I thought both of them came out looking really good from the chairs match. Um, the end of the days, we talked about. You know, recently, really cool-looking finisher. Uh, I like Corbin. I don't love him, but he definitely uh, has something a little bit different than anybody else. You know, the whole lone wolf thing. He doesn't do teams. He doesn't care what authority figures tell him to do. He does what he wants.
0: Did Did you know that nobody has ever kicked out of the end of days? Little known fact. I did not know that. Yeah, that's... His finishing move, the end of days, nobody's ever kicked out of.
1: But, um, you know, I think, uh, Corbin had a pretty dominant win, although Kalisto had some pretty good offense. Uh, after this, I don't know where Corbin moves on to, but, you know, this feud has definitely, definitely run its course.
0: I'm, um, I'm done with that. I was done with that. Just like I'm done with Sasha and Charlotte, just like I'm done with The Miz and, Dolph Ziggler, there's just a lot of things that just, that you gotta move on from and this is, that's one of the rivalries that definitely needs to move on. It, it's, it's run its course and now it's time for Kalisto and, uh, Baron Corbin to do something else. Uh,
1: you know, as far as Kalisto right now, we had somebody asking, uh, if a Kalisto heel turn would be a good thing. Uh, Personally, I don't think a heel turn is what he needs. I think he needs to be traded to Raw to be with the cruiserweights. Um, Right now, they have him in kind of the land of the giants where SmackDown does not have any of the cruiserweights, so he's dealing with nothing but people that are like 50 plus pounds heavier than him, and they're trying to kind of recreate the Rey Mysterio thing where he's facing people that are bigger than than him and having him constantly be the underdog and you know one day he'll overcome well you know what if you have a division specifically for guys that size you know kalisto basically to me is what sincara was supposed to be the original sincara was supposed to be you know a few years back triple
0: h is number one and first uh Signing. international signing that really blew up in his face. Good job Triple H. But, you know, that's
1: one of those things where I think Kalisto needs to be on the Cruiserweight in the Cruiserweight division, just like Neville needs to be in the Cruiserweight division, and I would I would say I would prefer to see a Kalisto trade to trade to Raw over a Kalista Kalisto heel turn. I don't think he's established his character enough to, you know, It'd be, kinda be hard a to, good to, heel.
0: I'm sorry. I, I, Plus,
1: with him being so small, it's yeah, kind of hard to be a heel to, when you're that small, unless like, you're a cruiserweight in the cruiserweight division. And, and, there, trying and, to, and
0: it's kind of hard to, because it's kind of like the whole Rey Mysterio thing. Is You know, you really couldn't have Rey Mysterio be a heel Because he was the ultimate underdog and he was overcoming all these adversities because he's going up against guys like The Big Show and Mark Henry and even guys not as, not much bigger than him. uh, Batista. Batista or or Randy Orton or,
1: or Jericho. I mean, Jericho's not a big dude, but still much bigger than Mysterio. And he
0: was a cruiserweight too. Yeah. Jericho at one point.
1: I mean, still tech, I mean, not, he's not the 205 but you know he was like one of those guys at the brink of like the 225 mark that they used to have set for the cruiserweight division uh so as far as the uh live event we saw uh the these next couple of matches were not the greatest of matches but they were entertaining for comedic value we ended up having apollo cruz against uh uh kurt hawkins it was a forgettable match and Apollo Cruz, you know, went over, and you know, but Kurt Hawkins was having none of this. Kurt Hawkins, very high opinion of himself. he is the greatest thing since Chuck Norris, and said, "No, no, I don't I'm not accepting this i I demand another match, and the all american American Jack Swagger comes out and accepts the challenge, and what happens with Kurt Hawkins
0: and- Obviously, you know, when Jack Swagger comes out, you have to stand up. Got to put your right hand over your heart and repeat after me. Weed, weed the people. people. And I was glad to see uh Jack Swagger. I'm actually a fan of Jack Swagger's. I like the whole his whole persona. I don't know why. It's the weed thing. It's it's not a weed thing. Why would you think it's a weed thing? has nothing to do with the weed, okay? Okay. I've always been a fan of Jack Swaggers. The fact that the guy has lasted as long as he has, and he's tried to evolve, granted he was kind of stupid for the whole marijuana thing, but I can't even judge somebody on something like that. I can't even judge when somebody makes a mistake when it comes to marijuana, because, you know, right. people, people in glass houses sink ships. Right. So... I've always I've always liked Jack Swagger. He's gotten a lot better. He's actually pretty decent in the ring. And hell, he's not even the worst world champion in WWE history. Absolutely not. Great colleague. And and, and above all things, Jack Swagger is above Coco Beware on the Coco Beware line.
1: He is. He is a Hall of Famer.
0: He is a Hall of Famer.
1: I don't know about first ballot, but he's a well, he future Hall a first, of Famer. He doesn't
0: have to be a first ballot. You're not Chris Jericho, right? You're not The Rock, right? You're not The Undertaker. Right. The Undertaker. So. Right. But, yeah, I, I was glad to see Swagger. It was a quick match in, in uh, Hawkins' second match of the night. Uh, he got him in the uh, the Patriot lock, and he tapped out rather quickly. Well, um, and
1: obviously, we, we have Hawkins here as a comedy, like, heel character. So the fact that he gets defeated easily in a second match, it's just to kind of build up the fact that... He's a doof. Yeah. So... You know what? No problem with that.
0: What, what else? And happened? we ended
1: up the the first half here with a, a match between Dolph Ziggler and Luke Harper.
0: Entertaining match, and very entertaining. I've I've been a huge fan of Luke Harper's. I've been you know I've been climbing the highest mountains and saying this guy, and been shouting at the top of my lungs that this guy needs a, an opportunity. Shocker! The I mean, doesn't want to he, give he anybody he an opportunity. He wanted the
1: Intercontinental title, but like it was month. for a cup of coffee. Like a it, it was.
0: I, the fact that him and Eric Rowan didn't win the tag team titles was an absolute joke. It's kind of like how the raw tag team championships are now, where you got good teams like Enzo and Big Cass, and Anderson and Gallows, and even to a point where you just put this makeshift tag team of Sheamus and Cesaro, which is starting to you know to gel Gelling. together. It's and I, interesting. And in the fact that you're just going to keep the I understand why the New Day kept the titles for as long as they did, but you know, I think it's it's time. You know, you have all these good tag teams, and I, I always thought that, you know, even back when Harper and Rowan won, were in the Wyatt family, they should have been tag team champions. They did win the NXT tag team champions. So you would think that, you know, if they were good enough to win the tag team titles down there, they should at least be good enough to get some opportunities and have a chance at winning the tag team titles. But obviously the WWE doesn't work that way because look at all the former tag teams from NXT that are not that never won the tag team titles i e the, the ascension i i think the vaud villains were tag team champions at one point i don't know if they won the tag
1: team titles but they definitely had more notoriety and were not treated as uh basically a joke
0: i would i would say american alpha but they just got called off so it's still time you give them a and little wanna, bit more you time they're going oh, they're going to be the they're, they're gonna going gonna to, to be tag the tag team, team, team in, of the next the 5 years yeah. probably they're going to be the uh they're in my opinion, they're going to be the new, what's a good What's a good analogy for them?
1: Well, honestly, I think they're a new version of the Steiner brothers. They have a lot of the Steiner brothers in I them. Like they that. have a lot of um, uh, Haas and Benjamin in them.
0: Oh, definitely a Haas and Benjamin. I think know. it's
1: kind of a cross between those. And, Especially you know, one of the they, moves that they intertwine with them is uh, they do the bulldog off the top rope, which was uh, signature signature move of the steiner brothers back in the day and that was like their ending move right and you see the you know these two guys use that move almost every match so it's cool to see them using all the suplexes and what have you that the steiner brothers used and kind of using that kind of rough and tumble style that uh those guys had but also you know kind of putting their own stamp on it so i appreciate
0: that i like i like american alpha very talented team um, they're gonna. They're only gonna get. Give... How many blue teams have? You know, with, with, and one of the things that
1: we saw actually the, on the live show that we saw, uh, we saw American Alpha with the hype bros going against the vaude villains and the Ascension, and we had the hype bros and. What's up, Jimmy? Uh. Basically, uh, we had Gable getting the pin here, uh, and American Alpha looking really strong, and I just, you, you could tell that they have big things, uh, in store for, uh, Gable and Jordan, and they're just kind of trying to, Build them a little bit more slowly. You know, most of the folks out there uh, in the Internet world would like to see, like, going, well, I love these guys. These guys should be absolutely skyrocketed skyrocketed to the top. You know what? It takes a while to actually build credibility with a larger audience. Yes, we pay attention. We love these guys. But to get the broader acceptance of you know the casual fans. It takes a bit of time, so I understand them not wanting to put the title on them immediately.
0: Yeah, like you said, it takes it takes time for them to establish themselves as a tag team. Obviously, a lot of people know American Alpha from their days down at NXT, and um, it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time. You know, you have enough teams. There are only. Um, there's enough. I mean, there's enough teams there that you can actually, you know, you could build them up, and you know, just not have them get thrusted into the title picture too soon. I'm not saying that it's too soon um, to have them win the titles. I just think that you really need to develop them. You need to give them more matches, and once they, you know, get the the credibility from establishing themselves as one of the premier tag teams, then, yes, you give them the run. Like, a, like if they were to go up against, like, the Usos. Well, and you know.
1: they had that, like, quick victory yeah. against the Usos, but then, unfortunately, like, I forget which one actually got injured. And Chad Gable. Was, you know, they were unable to, you know, go further. With the ankle. And, but, you know what, they beat the Usos quickly, they had other matches with them, really cool matches with them. And, again, part of a slow build with them, they're young guys. They they have time with these guys. It's not like guys like uh, Sheamus and Cesaro where, you know, you're talking about guys in their mid to late 30s who, yeah, that's not super old, but, you know, as far as, like, being, you know, full-time performers, performing, you know, in your mid to late 40s there aren't too many people that could do that i mean you have guys like kane out there who still do that you you have i mean john cena is not even 40 yet but like he's already going on a uh kind of less schedule orton's not on the schedule that he used to be but you got other tag teams out there who are you know you got guys that are a little older you have to kind of develop these younger guys, and you have to have them have one of those signature uh, moments. You know,
0: you know. I don't think Cesaro is as old as you think he is.
1: I think Cesaro's I think like Cesaro, thirty-five. I
0: think Cesaro's like my age, and you're making which me is not
1: like... young for yeah, a but wrestler. it's not
0: old either. It's not young. Kevin Owens is my age. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna see. Jimmy's gonna look it up. Um. Captain Cupcake is my age, and he's a universal champion. I I think Cesaro is closer to my age. Cesaro might be like a year older than me. Wouldn't surprise me. I think Cesaro's my age.
1: But the thing with Cesaro, Cesaro deserves much better than what he's gotten, but you can't, like, with a guy like that, you can't build him up slowly anymore because, no. guess what, time is not on his side anymore. Oh, I know. American Alpha,
0: you could take your time with. So, 36. Holy shit. Cesaro's older than I thought he was.
1: Yeah. Some of these guys you can take, 30,
0: 36, Jimmy.
1: You some of these guys you could take your time with and other guys you can't. And Cesaro and like Seamus is already, you know, established. He's won the title a few times.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> I barely passed math too, Jimmy, so don't don't feel bad.
1: But you, you know, American Alpha has time. Oh yeah. And
0: yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, to go with that is like with with the whole Bray Wyatt thing. You know, when they brought up Bray Wyatt and the whole Wyatt family back in, I think it was 2013 or 14.
1: I think it was 14. Uh, it was either late 12 or early 13. I think it was 13.
0: And they, you know, Bray Wyatt at the time when he got called up, he was 27 years old. So it's like, yeah, you got time to develop somebody like a Bray Wyatt. Well, now you know, fast forward, it's three years later, and Bray Wyatt just wins his first championship, which is a tag team title that he won with Randy Orton. The man should have at least won. I think, in my opinion, he should have been champion, one of the main champions of all time. And yep, yeah, wins well, they're going to be the thing about that, Jimmy. About them, he wins the first title, hands it to Harper. Is they're going to be freebird rule? Freebird rule. Whereas any of the three members of the team can defend the tag team championships it doesn't have to be just bray and randy it could be luke harper and randy it could be luke harper and bray just kind of like with the new day where um where they have uh any members of the new day can fight so it could be xavier woods and biggie xavier woods and kofi biggie and kofi you know they they, i like i like the free bird i think they should have more teams like that
1: Uh, I agree with what Jimmy's saying, though. Hey, let Bray have his moment. I Uh, did. The one thing I would say with all of this, I don't think a guy like Bray Wyatt wins the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title. Uh, Think about The Undertaker. Undertaker has won the tag team title, and he's won the world titles. And the WWE Championship. He's never been a U.S. champion, he's never been a European champion, he has never been a secondary title holder, so Wrong. Bray Wyatt needs to either be a world champion,
0: or he needs to be a world tag team champion. I, I disagree with you. I know for a fact that The Undertaker has held a secondary title. Undertaker held the Hardcore Championship. That's different. That's not different. That's a secondary championship. If the way you're stating it, whereas the World Heavyweight, the WWE, and the tag team titles are on this level, and the Intercontinental, European, United States, and all those championships are on that level, then the Hardcore Championship is on that level.
1: The Hardcore Championship, I, I agree that the hardcore championship is on the level of like a secondary title, but as far as what it means, what it means, intercontinental champion has always been, you know, the worker guys like Mister Perfect or right Roddy, now the Miz, Rowdy Roddy Piper, guys who are great workers in the ring. Uh, U.S. title has always been, you know, the, the next guys, guy next guy up in line. Where Undertaker, I mean, immediately had the rocket sent to him. He was immediately in WWE, WWF title picture. And a
0: year after he got signed. so Or made his debut, I should say. I'm sorry. It,
1: you know, it, it's one of those things where hardcore fits in with the Undertaker persona a bit more than being an intercontinental champion. I guess that would be my argument. Uh, but, like, you know, for, and, uh, SI Strangler chiming in saying that IC title has not met much in the last 15 years. I would say right now it actually means more than it has in the past several years. Miz has done a fantastic job of kind of rehabilitating that title, making it seem like a big deal. You know, that match between Miz and Ziggler a couple of months ago where fantastic. Ziggler put his, you career know, career on the, on the line, that really made it feel like a big deal. And the fact that Miz is going out there and saying, hey, I'm on the endless title reign, I'm on the endless title reign, you know, good entertaining little bit, but you know what? He's going out there and putting on actually really good matches. He's a fantastic character and You know what? I'm glad to see that we don't see the intercontinental champion out there every week on SmackDown losing non-title matches. Right. We're not getting that bull crap anymore, which is,
0: I'm very happy to see. Speaking of The Miz, do you think he's, he's got like another world title reign under his, you know, is there a possibility that The Miz can have another world title reign before it's all said and done?
1: Personally, I think he should have another world title reign.
0: He- I think we all know my opinion on where I, well, I stand well, with the Miz. Of course. I, I, the Your Miz, opinion on the Miz, the Miz is the Miz, my opinion Miz, on Dolph. The Miz should, should surpass, should be the one surpassing Ric Flair for most world title reigns, but that, we're not gonna go here, that's neither here nor there, so. We're just gonna end on that.
1: No, I, I think Miz deserves another world title reign, and I, he and Maurice are a great pairing. I, I, I don't know if I would say it's on the same level of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, but oh
0: no, there, there's they're a the great there's pairing. Of,
1: they're they're great together as far as needing like
0: <laughs> he doesn't always need her, but sometimes he does. But well, that's that's to me. There's only like. In a situation like that, there's only like two that really stick out to me. One is Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. You're never going to top that when it comes to uh, a man, you know, with like a guy and like a or manager, manager whatever. wife, whatever you want to call it. You're never going to top Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. And the only one, in my opinion, that I could actually top the Miz and Maurice right now <laughs> is um, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and Sweet Sapphire. That was, that was an interesting it, it pairing. It was a great pairing. I I, I loved it. Great storyline, too. Huge, and believe me, when I was a kid, I was a huge Dusty Rhodes fan. I love the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, and I love Sweet Sapphire. It was such a great combination. They worked very well together. I would put them like right in that same conversation. <laughs> Naomi and Brodus class <laughs> Somebody call my mama.
1: <laughs> love the Twitter fans. <laughs> <laughs> and there are little comments on that. But, yeah, I definitely see Miz getting another title I run. could definitely
0: see it, too. Uh,
1: but I, I think it's going to be a little bit of time before we get there with that. Um, all right, so uh, moving on. Uh, we actually had uh, uh, Fatal 4-Way with uh, Alexa, your girl Alexa, Becky, your girl Becky, uh, and... We had Natty and
0: Carmella and and and, and Big Cass's girl. I'm not gonna fight him. Carmella. I, I don't stand a chance against a seven foot tall Big Cass. You can't teach that. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, Jimmy. You and me both.
1: Yeah, uh, Alexa didn't have her pants ripped or anything.
0: Thank God it was AJ Styles. But uh, ma- match was all right. Uh, very quick.
1: Yeah, for being
0: a uh, a women's title match and being a fatal four-way, fairly Rather quick. quick. But it was like y- five minutes. It wasn't even, like if you actually went to the bathroom, you would have been back and the other match would have started. So it wasn't even worth that either. But Alexa ends up
1: uh, coming out on top and she actually, used little uh, nefarious uh, tactics to win the match. She ended up uh, using ropes for leverage to, uh, to pin Carmella. And very heelish,
0: and she's exactly. been knocking the, the heel roll right out of the park. I'm very, I'm, I've been impressed with, like I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I've been extremely impressed with Alexa Bliss, since she got the call up to the roster. She's been, fan fucking tastic as a heel. Uh,
1: I think Alexa as a character has definitely grown leaps and bounds. She has. You could tell she's been really working on her in ring work. Oh, she's absolutely. gotten much better in the ring, uh, but really, her character is, is fantastic. Um, you know, as much as I would have uh, liked to see Becky have a little bit longer run with the title, Alexa has been putting in really good work and deserves
0: a little bit of, uh, having, Having a a decent title run, I can see that happening. I, they, they can't have the hot potato women's championship on SmackDown like they're doing with Raw because God only knows. I believe me, you'll, you'll know you'll my work. predictions tomorrow or for tomorrow when we do them shortly, in a little bit. Yeah, uh,
1: and so our uh, main event for the evening, which
0: was R- entertaining, oh, very match. entertaining. I I I agree with you. It was the best match of the night. At least you called it the right thing, Jimmy. I called it, I, when I did the, the thing on Twitter, I put the wrong name on it, so.
1: So, yeah, uh, pay-per-view tomorrow is
0: Roadblock. Not, not road Black.
1: Right. Uh, so, uh, Dean Ambrose against Bray Wyatt. Again, this is one of those In things- In the
0: Norfolk Street Fight, by the way.
1: That they kind of took the storylines on TV and threw it out the window because you had J. Luke Star- Harper oh. out there kind of, uh, in the corner of Bray Wyatt, and you had James Ellsworth giving help to Dean Ambrose. So, so yeah, the the house show. With
0: uh, his two, with his fighting, his two hands, he had a fighting chance against Luke Harper.
1: Luke Harper ended up giving him sweet chin music and knocking his ass out, but he was able to help sweet. Dean Ambrose enough. For Dean Ambrose to uh, get dirty deeds, I'm glad that they
0: busted out a table. If anything, I was I was extremely happy that they busted out the table. The crowd was asking for the table. They were like, "We want tables, we want." And finally, when Bray Wyatt pulled the table out, or I think it was Dean, I don't remember who the hell pulled out the table. It doesn't really matter. It just it got brought out. Dean Ambrose got put through the table. (laughs) You know what, Jimmy? I agree with you. I think tables are the most over thing in the WWE. Um, You can thank uh, my boys Bubba Ray and Devon for that. They are the ones who put tables over to where they are. Um, I thought it was an excellent match. I didn't like the fact that Ellsworth got involved, but what the hell are you going to do? The fact that he was kind of like the even-stevens for Luke Harper is kind of a fucking joke anyway. Well, I mean, Um, he
1: did get laid out by Harper. He was just a distraction that allowed Dean to, you know, even out the odds. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, all, all together, the show was actually rather, you know, entertaining. Yeah. I'm glad we, we went. It was it was worth the money, and it was worth the, being out in the cold standing in line for 10 minutes. It was worth, you know, the couple hours that we spent. Jimmy, anything's better than Raw. Raw's three hours long. This was about two and a half hours. This was about long. two and a half hours, and the, you got a, you got a, a 30-minute promo. It wasn't a 30-minute promo to start it, and Roman Reigns didn't... Do his mating call like he typically does every Monday Night Raw <laughs> when he's in the ring. <laughs> or like half the, the dogs in the, neighborhood, in the neighborhood hear us and everything. Right. I apologize. Uh, on the Cena scale, I would have given the show about a one and a half. I'd I mean, give it but, I about mean, a price, three. Price, price, I mean, considering, you know, price wise, you know, the, the, what they gave us for matches, um, the fact that somebody went through a table, that's actually a, a bonus point for them, Um the reason it was a one and a half to me was because of the fact that I paid twenty something dollars for two beers, right? So that was that was just horrible. I mean, I could I could buy a whole freaking case of thirty beers for the same price that I got it from there. I I I,
1: I, I give it three Cena's, three Cena's being enough. very solid, very solid. It, not not very, the best as, show as I've as been to. A,
0: as long as it's a smaller number than five
1: on a Cena scale,
0: that's a good number.
1: You, you know, I would say the NXT show we went to a couple of months ago. Was a, that was a, a one bit better. better. That, was a that, one was, that was a bit better. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to complain about that. So uh, do you want to talk uh, NXT or 205? Let's go with 205.
0: All right. So uh, 205
1: Live this week.
0: Oh, thank God we already talked about deletion, so we got that shit over with. Right. So uh, 205 Live
1: this week. Uh, I think I threw a little bit of a Scottish thing in there. Uh, you know, 205 Live... They they had uh, Jack Gallagher against Drew Gulak. Uh, Jack, I I love Jack Gallagher, by the way. I'm I'm a, a big mark for Jack Gallagher. He, if it wasn't for that little thing on Total Nonstop Deletion where he talked about Triple H burying people, this would have been my <laughs> mark out moment uh, of of the week. W- would have would have been on Raw
0: with Gallagher. Talking about
1: how he intends to interfere in the match.
0: He's going to give him a thrashing?
1: Yes. So, I, I, I would. They had Gallagher here uh, going against Drew Gulak. Uh, Gallagher, I absolutely the love. His, gen- the extraordinary gentleman. Exactly. I love his character. Uh, he does unique stuff in the ring. Like, there was th- this point in the match where they had these, like, rolling crucifixes, like, trying to, like, pin each other. And it, it reminded me of, uh, a couple of years ago, Daniel Bryan, when, when, I forget who, who he was going against, but they were trying to roll him up. And, more or less, Daniel Bryan put himself into a ball so that way he couldn't get pinned. So, what th- this spot kind of reminded me of that, where they had this like little thing with him and Gulak, where they were like just rolling over two count, two count, two count, two count. Absolutely entertaining. I enjoyed it. I I like the Galaher. And Galaher going over, I think is the right thing because I Like I enjoy Gulak, but Galaher, I think had.
0: And this short of time, already has a very defined character. And you did mention the fact that on Raw, he cut the promo that he cut. Now, I know I said earlier that... I know earlier I said that I had a mark-out moment earlier in the week that I was going to go with. I don't remember what the hell it was. That's how bad it is. I think it was because of the fact that I'm so drained from work and all the alcohol I've consumed. Excuse me. Right. But um my markout moment is gonna be what yours should have been. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I
1: think we
0: should I think we could put Jimmy's on there. Would you have a problem with putting Jimmy's markout moment?
1: No, that's fine.
0: I think we'll put Jimmy's markout moment on our on our poll. Jimmy, your you're gonna your markout moment of Lana's photo being on Enzo's phone is going to be, <laughs> yeah, is going to also is going to be on our poll for this week. So, we'll we'll tag you in the in the in the poll and everything so you can actually. Generally, we
1: uh, post the poll right before Monday Night Raw. We might do it right before Roadblock tomorrow, depend depending on h-
0: how, how our memory
1: goes. serves us.
0: I don't think I, I really don't think that's the last beer I've consumed this evening. So, I think that Jack Gallagher's promo on Raw is Bobby the Brainless's mark out moment of the week. Right. Where he intended to interfere in the match and deliver a thorough thrashing, thrashing. to his opponent. I think it was Devari.
1: It was. Yeah. Well Devari ended up getting a victory on Raw because of the thorough thrashing of Jack Gallaher.
0: So I thought it was on two oh five.
1: No, the, the no, he, he beat Gulak on 205 Live. Jack I was Gallagher. talking about last
0: week. Because that's what happened. It was Daivari in a match, and Gallaher came out, and that's when he interrupted him. That it was wrong. Raw. Raw. I thought Raw, he won the match. Can I have your Vader?
1: I don't, I don't think that's what they were asking for. No, you but. cannot have my Vader. Vader is... He's priceless. He is not for sale.
0: By the way, I just want you to know: the other day when I was at Target buying Suicide Squad, they had uh, Vader is not a Giants fan. He's a Patriot fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would disagree with that, but they do have four foot tall Darth Vader. Wait, wait! wait I thought
1: the Patriots were the evil empire. He's no, he's part a Yanke- of the empire. He's a
0: Yankees fan. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, they have like four foot tall stormtroopers and Darth Vader's at Target. I almost bought like a shit ton of, uh, stormtroopers just to have around the house so they can just aim at targets like Jamarcus Russell. And miss? And miss, exactly. That's why, duh, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Right? Jamarcus (laughs) Jamarcus Russell was born, he's a Red Wings fan. Hey. Hey. Hey! I'm a Red Wings fan, actually. I'm a Whaler fan. They don't, individual. <laughs> they don't exist. They don't exist at all. Um. So, yeah, I. Jack Gallagher got a big victory over Drew Gulak at the 205. By the way, one of my favorite
1: moves lately has been the, uh, the Jack Gallagher headbutt. You know, he doesn't do the thing like wh- where you see the guy, and, and he does the headbutt and puts the thumb in the way. Yeah. He just freaking... <laughs> It's full tilt, and he just destroys the person.
0: I love it. I love it, too. Jack Gallagher is one of those guys that's really starting to grow on me. He's not the biggest dude, but you know what?
1: His character is frickin' awesome. His moveset is so unique. I hope Vince doesn't mess with him at all. And so far, he he hasn't, but... He will. uh, I want to see, though... Him and Sheamus tagged together. It would be similar to when Scott Steiner tagged with uh, uh what's his name, uh, PD whatever and, and Williams, like, PD Williams, and it, it, it was. How the like, hell did I know that? Oh, but I think Gallagher with Sheamus would be like Scott Steiner with PD Williams. It would be awesome.
0: So let me ask you this question: Who's who is actually the paler? Of the two. Is it the Seamus or is it Jack Gallagher? Or, let me throw this in there, or is it Paige? Who needs a tanning bed more between the three of them? To me, it's Paige. I think... I, I think
1: the contrast with Paige with the dark black hair makes it really seem like yeah. she, by far needs to have
0: the the tan more but the tan would be a sunburn so to to be perfectly honest Seamus looks like an Irishman with his pale complexion and the red hair I mean granted he's got the freaking mohawk and the well actually the beard's gotten a lot better because it doesn't have the dreadlocks in the beard and to be perfectly honest I know a lot of people are killing him for his look I I didn't I wasn't that big against the um The the, the hair, the way it was with the mohawk and everything. My problem was he had the dreadlocks with the beard. And once he got rid of that, I was like, all right, now he's not really.
1: He doesn't look stupid.
0: Right. Right. But I think Paige is the one that's probably the palest of the three, and it's because of what you said with the hair. It really is. It's the
1: contrast between the the, the dark and the the white. uh I don't know if uh, Paige could act. Can any of those people tan? I think they just burn if they lived here it would be bad bad times for them uh so we had lindsay dorado against mustafa ali uh both of these guys actually i think really held their own in this match and end up being a double count out lindsay dorado did this like crazy like uh flip outside the ring ended up smacking the back of his head onto the ring ramp and both of them ended up getting counted out uh I look forward to having a couple more matches with these dudes because, you know what, they brought it, and I love seeing good matches. Uh, And I think a little bit this builds the character of both of these guys.
0: I agree. I've been a huge fan of Lince Dorado since the Cruiserweight Classic. He was actually one of the guys that took part in that NXT show that we went to a couple months ago had a had a pretty good match against Blake Murphy or whoever the hell it was. The, I don't know the if it Alexa was, Bliss. I don't even know if he was Alexa BF. Bliss's boyfriend or if he was the best friend of Alexa Bliss's boyfriend or who the hell the guy was. Lindsay Dorado is, is fantastic. He reminds me maybe not so much Ray Mysterio. He kinda reminds me a lot of um he reminds um, me more
1: of like Ultimo
0: Dragon. I was thinking Ultimo Dragon kind of uh what was the other guy? The other uh Well, we had Psychosis. That's it. Thank you. It was Psychosis. He reminds me a lot of Psychosis from back in the WCW days. You know, a very good in-ring performer. One of those guys that could do the crazy shit off the top ropes and everything. Um, Definitely one of those. That's who he reminded me the most of, and I'm glad that you thought of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love Lince Dorado. He's one of those guys that I'm like, Jesus Christ. Every time he gets in the ring, I'm just thoroughly entertained with how he is inside the ring. So I'm glad that he's getting the recognition that he deserves. He's definitely one of those guys that even if he's not in the title picture, you know you're going to get a good match out of him.
1: Sure. Uh, and, And then one thing with 205 Live, and this is one of the things that both of us are always like,
0: really? What the fuck? Oh, you talk about when the champion lost at two hundred five in a non-title match. In a non-title match. Now, no, that never. Wait, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Time out. Hold on a second. Before we get into this, that didn't happen. Right. It never happens. The WWE never has their champion lose in a non-title match. It's never happened in the history of the WWE.
1: Absolutely if I never. Was, if I was it Pinocchio never happens right now, as a inter- I I champion, U.S. champion. It's, and if I never was never happened. And
0: if I was Pinocchio, my nose would have shot through that freaking wall right there.
1: <laughs> I hate when they do crap like this. I know that they're trying to make it seem like, hey, anybody has a chance to win, anybody has a chance to lose. I understand that. But... You got a guy like Rich Swan that you just put over as the champion, and you could have T.J. Perkins go against anybody else and have him look strong against those people, and have like build him up that way. But yeah, got a guy like Rich Swan who you just put the title on. Uh, As far as the match goes. The match, they had great psychology. They had a great match. And, you know, Perkins worked on the knee the whole time and used the knee bar and got Rich Schwann to tap out. And psychology-wise, I completely get that. But beating your champion is fucking
0: stupid. I agree. I hate that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, no, no, I can't. I can't Wait even at? say. I can't even say, it, Jimmy. I can't give it away because I'm doing my predictions for the pay per view at the end, near the end of the show. Right. But. Uh, but you, I agree you. with you.
1: Overall, I, I I think this was like really good, solid match. I just hate when the champion loses. That's all.
0: Oh, it's it's been stupid since they've been starting to do that whole thing. Well, I mean,
1: they've been doing that for so many years. I mean, that's why the Intercontinental title, that's why the U.S. title doesn't mean what it should that's why when they used to have the world heavyweight championship it didn't mean what it should have because those basically the only title that was really protected was the wwe title if you were the world heavyweight champion if you were the u.s champion if you were the intercontinental champion you lost all the time even sometimes with the tag team champions they lost non-title matches all the time and it makes you seem like you're a freaking joke and why are you on top of the division when you're losing to somebody who's not the champion? Bullshit. Hey, that that's uh, one of uh, Bobby the Brainless's favorite WrestleMania moments. It was, it was, it was 18, 18
0: seconds, by the way. It was 18 seconds that Daniel Bryan lost to the Sheamus.
1: W- w- we had somebody bring up about uh, Daniel Bryan <laughs> losing to Sheamus at WrestleMania in 18 seconds. Kane actually won
0: the uh, ECW championship in less than seconds. that. Eight seconds. Eight seconds.
1: Yeah, again, he, he Chavo Guerrero. He surpassed Woo, the Bundy Chavo.
0: line. Yep. He surpassed King Kong Bundy, squashing Special Delivery Jones at WrestleMania One, right? Which was nine seconds, even though technically it was twenty-two. 22 yeah.
1: who, who's just, who's
0: keeping track? Right? right. But yeah, I I I didn't like the fact that Perkins. Well, I like T.J. Perkins, I do, and the fact that they had Brian Kendrick on the commentary too, kind of yeah. set up for the triple threat match right. that's going to be happening at Roadblock and everything. Sure. And um. That's, I mean, it, it, it played along to what they did. T.J. Perkins winning, though, I wasn't happy about. Them.
1: They, they could have had like a, a an f finish where it was double count out, double DQ. I mean, or I even, know they realized even, they did that if, earlier. Even but even
0: if Brian Kendrick actually interfered and cost Rich Swan the match, it would have made more sense. Or, or maybe. TJ Perkins against Tony Nese. I think they
1: got big plans for Tony Nese, but Tony Nese, despite the fact that he's you know lost a decent amount, has really like I think stood out as far as the cruiserweights go.
0: I just I would like to get one thing out there that, that I'm I'm just happy because I know that you do all the notes because my handwriting is like you could like if a chicken actually wrote on this pad it would actually be more legible than my handwriting. So, I, I do appreciate the fact that you're the one that takes the notes because my, my handwriting is so non-legible, it's not <laughs> even funny. But I'm glad the fact that during your notes, here for 205, and I'm looking at them right here, you didn't bring up the fact that they did anything with the storyline with, uh, Noam Dar and, um, what's his face? Uh, Cedric Alexander with, um, the chick, what's her name? Um, Alicia
1: Fox. Alicia Fox. I know how much you love that storyline. the fact that
0: you didn't put that on the notes makes me very happy because I hate that whole storyline. The fact that Alicia Fox is now Cedric it's Alexander's... Yeah, it's a, a complete waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. It's a complete waste of a storyline. you got this very talented kid. I'm a huge Cedric Alexander fan. I think that the sky is the limit for this kid. Alicia
1: Fox is definitely a cruiserweight. She's under 205 pounds.
0: (laughs) I can't even say that about a lot of my ex-girlfriends. Hey! (laughs) Bam! Realest guy in the room.
1: Pow. Right in the
0: kisser. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad you didn't put that in the notes because I would have lost my mind because I really don't want to talk about that. The whole Alicia Fox, Cedric Alexander thing is so fucking stupid. I don't even want to talk about it.
1: All right, we won't talk about it. So
0: let's let's move on well, to uh, a- NXT. NXT.
1: Uh, we had the main event as the first match, and you know what? It, it's one of those things where it should have gone on last, but I they put it on first because it looked different than everything else because this was a rematch of Joe and Nakamura, but this was from the match that they had Australia. in Australia.
0: From the land down well, under. How about you on shrimp on the, on the barbie? barbie. How about no?
1: So, you know, the other four matches were all at Full Sail University.
0: Do you think they drink Foster's after the show?
1: They should have. But, (laughs) I, I, I thought Nakamura and Joe, you know, knocked it out of the park as far as the match goes. You know, they had a really good... You know what, their feud in general has been awesome, and it's about time, uh, you, you know, similar to like The Miz and Ziggler and what have you, some of these feuds are, you, you could tell they're kind of getting close to their expiration date, and this one is getting close to the expiration date, and I'm looking forward to, the, this might have been the last we saw of Joe and Nakamura. but I,
0: I think so too. Um, Jimmy did bring up a good point about how the NXT title seems like it's kind of like the women's championship. Um, Jimmy, I think that's, that was kind of like a one-off thing because uh, I know Jay brought it up, uh, previously that the reason that Nakamura lost the title at NXT TakeOver, um, in Toronto was because they wanted him to win the championship back in Japan, to kind of establish themselves. It would get the crowd a little bit hotter. A little bit bit hotter if if Nakamura was the challenger going into the match. I do get that. I don't see Nakamura dropping the title again until it's time for him to make it to the main roster. I
1: don't see it until the takeover around WrestleMania, which I think will be Bobby Roode personally. And it'll be glorious. Um, And what they did with NXT this week... uh, Good match between, uh, Nakamura and Joe. Nakamura going over.
0: I, I give it a one-seat-up, by the way. Uh, he hit, what, three, uh, Kinshasa. Kinshasa. I can't even pronounce that shit. Thank you. Right. Uh, three Kinshasas. Uh, definitely got over on Joe. The first one he actually jumped off the cage and hit Joe with. Then he hit him with two other ones. Fantastic match. The two of them have been an excellent I don't want to try to say Kinsasa ten times in a row, please, Jimmy. Well,
1: and the thing with this is it still puts Joe over as a badass by having him have to take the move three times before he finally loses, so it doesn't make Joe look bad, and it, you know, Nakamura looking strong because he, you know, defends the title.
0: I enjoyed it, and it was good to see Nakamura retain the championship like he was supposed to. I do see um, Joe being part of the Royal Rumble. I think that's when he's going to make it to the main roster. They do like throwing those NXT guys in kind of like a one-off thing before they get the, the main call-up at the Royal Rumble. Rusev had that a couple of years ago. Rusev had that a couple years ago. I want to say they did. it was, I think Bo Dallas had it happen one yeah, year. Yeah, Bo
1: Dallas did. Uh, and the thing... uh like, the rest of NXT, like, honestly, they had the four matches to establish the four guys that were going to be in the number one contender match. Uh, but, you know, they devoted so much time to the first match that these other matches really suffered. I thought they were, like, too short for how important they were. They basically had
0: four matches
1: in 40 minutes, and that's including
0: the entrances.
1: And... You know, to me, the best of the four matches was the final one, which was, uh, Oni Lorcan versus Bobby Roode. Oni Lorcan, who, um, like, <laughs> I, I actually, like, saw Oni Lorcan when he was Biff Busick was up Biff in Top Row, Top Rope Promotions up in New England several times. Dude, super talented, and I hope at some point, you know, they, they give him a shot to be something more than, like, enhancement talent. On NXT, on SmackDown. Hey, the
0: fact that he was actually in the Fatal Four Way to deter, or the, one of the qualifying matches for the Fatal Four Way, speaks volumes. They could have put anybody in there, and well, they put, and they put him in, in with Rude too. It and wasn't... they put him in with Rude. It's it's a guy that you can have a chance to have a really good match with, and he had a really good match with Bobby Rude because for I how short it was. Yeah, and I agree with you. They had the best match of them all. Of the four of them, yeah. And you know, it wasn't even the biggest surprise. Obviously everybody knew that Bobby Roode was gonna beat Oni Lorcan. Uh no disrespect to Oni Lorcan, but it's it's Bobby Roode. Right. Um they also had uh Andres Cien almost go up against No Way Jose, which I thought I thought was, he won
1: pretty convincingly. I, like, I, too
0: I was to be honest, I was completely surprised. I figured No Way Jose was gonna get the victory on that one. Um not completely upset. They need they needed have two heels go up against two faces. So obviously they knew what the hell they were doing. Well, uh, the, the new way, attitude with Andres Cien almost makes sense that he actually beat No Way Jose. So I, I guess why looking they did it.
1: forward, I, I just wasn't expecting it to be as like, as dominating it of a win. Right. I mean, No Way Jose didn't,
0: uh, did not look strong here at all. Also uh Ty Dillinger went up against my my hero Eric Young and that that one was a complete
1: throwaway match that they didn't do anything to hurt Eric Young I mean they had Nikki Cross come in and cost Eric Young the match and and, and, and
0: for the longest time I couldn't even tell if I was going to put Nikki Cross on the list of Bobby the Brainless and I after that I did a little bit more research and no she's not but um no matter how many shots and beers I drink You know, Nikki
1: Cross's sister Abigail is not a terrible idea. Um, I'm still
0: holding out for my girl to be uh, uh, sister Abigail, Micah or Mika, Micah Rotunda. She should be. (laughs) Uh, But they they did they did that match right. They did better with that match than they did with the T.J. Perkins Rich Swan match. They they put Ty Dillinger over, put him in the match without losing credibility with Eric Young and the whole sanity thing. I think it kind of sucks that they lost one of their guys due to an injury. They're doing that very well, and they have, uh, what the hell is his name, Debo? Damo. Damo, Debo, Demo. whatever. <laughs> Chew your gum. Um, I just crossed that, over two movies, by the way. Th-
1: th- then they had one of your, your favorites there, Elias Sampson, in a match against Roderick Strong and the thing with it, it, Strong, it, Strong has not been in NXT long enough to like a develop like a character where you're like oh he's a heel or he's a face yeah when they were in the Dusty Classic before you know injuries happened it seemed Thanks like he a was lot, a heel. Uh but uh,
0: Roderick Strong like
1: I mean he obviously has a following
0: this is, this is what I do when Elias Sampson comes out by the way
1: Elias Sampson, uh, you you know what the thing I I would say about Sampson, when he does the singing thing, I'm annoyed by it beyond belief, but he's a heel, so like, as much as I'm like going, this sucks, for me, it's not quite X-Pac, he, (laughs) it is the guitar, Jimmy, it's not quite X-Pac, where I'm like, get the fuck off my TV screen, but I'm annoyed,
0: sufficiently enough. Every time I see X-Pac, I want to throw something at the television. Okay. Just putting it out there. He's not banging China. Now, I don't, Nobody th- I don't is think right anybody's now. banging China anymore, Jimmy. Um I, I like I said, the best ma- like I agree with you, best match of the night well, was Bobby uh, Roode and Oni Lorkin. Of the, oh, the of the four of the four qualifying matches was Only Lorcan and Bobby Roode. the uh, biggest surprise here tell me tell me I was wrong though. The biggest surprise was Andre Sien almost you know, in his victory over Way Jose. You might you might disagree with me on that. That's fine. But you have to have one surprise if you have four matches. Well, to me, I understand them having
1: uh, two faces, two heels, and what have you. I wasn't surprised necessarily with Almus going over. I was surprised with how convincingly he went over, more than anything, with, you know, No Way Jose, I think he's built up a, a decent amount of goodwill. He's one of those guys who gets the people into the show. He gets... People are really entertained, <laughs> but you know it's one of those things where I was expecting a little bit more competitive of a match, a little bit longer of a match. Uh, but again, with Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong really hasn't developed a persona in NXT where it's necessarily full heel, full hi- full face. Yes, he, he just hasn't been there long enough. Right, and he gets so many cheers. It's kind of like AJ of Styles uh, on SmackDown. Obviously, this is a much smaller level, right. but Strong is getting cheers, so, y- you know, you ride the cheers. Strong, strong's getting strong cheers. Right. <laughs> and putting him against Samson, who obviously is full on heel, uh, immediately makes him a face, and Strong winning, uh, you know, it's good stuff. And you know what? One of the things about this, I on. Bobby Roode, to me, should be the guy next in line for the title shot, but I don't think he's right, going later, to be All right, later, Jimmy. Thanks next... for tuning in, man. Sorry. See you, Jimmy. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be the next one with the title shot, because I think they have a, another couple shows before right. they have their big Royal Rumble takeover edition in San Antonio. I think we're going to end up seeing a guy, like, seeing almost winning. Right. I could see winning. that, too. Winning this number one contender match, so, and they're going to feed him to Nakamura, but I think we're going to see Rude take out Nakamura whenever the WrestleMania takeover happens in Orlando.
0: All right, so that's your prediction. You're going with CN Almas? I think so. I agree with you. I think that Almas is going to actually take this match and be the, number, the next number one contender against Nakamura, and he's going to beat the shit out of him, too. Um, because I was actually going to ask who your prediction was, and then you kind of just gave it to me. So, I mean, that which is fine. I'm not mad. The, the, the only I don't get Dark mad. Horse I could see is possibly Roderick Strong.
1: And again, it's because he's not well-defined either way as a character one way or another. I think Nakamura and Strong could have a incredible match. Oh, I do too. And I think it, it's going to be seeing Almas or Strong, and I would put Almost is. Above him.
0: Edward James Almas. Right. Right. I agree with you. I think that's who's going to be my pick from this. I mean, if I, if I had to go with my heart, I would say Bobby Roode. If I'm going to go with my brain, I'm going to say Ty Dillinger. But if I'm going to go with my balls on my prediction, and believe me, as a gambler, you kind of go with what your balls say, I'm going with Andrade Cien Almas. All right. Which means I'm completely throwing Roderick Strong out of the equation. All right so that's that's nxt
1: all right so moving on to raw and raw that this is kind of kind of fuse into everything with uh roadblock because some of the things they did here will build up the roadblock and one of the things they did do does not build up the roadblock it actually builds up to a historic moment which we had the new day and if new day ended up you know, Retaining their titles on Monday night That would mean they would make it in Tuesday Which would tie demolition For the all time record for Title being held Tag team wise And they had these guys Go out in triple threat match Right off the top of the show uh, Against Sheamus and Cesaro And Anderson and Gallows and,
0: uh, after, and the outcome of that match was That the new day Was still The WWE World Tag Team Champions.
1: And one of the things that I thought was cool about this is they had the, the stupid uh, little party in the back. Where oh, I basically love that shit. Every... I,
0: I love that shit.
1: But they had everybody like gather on. They had the party. They had some... Alcohol there, they had chips, blah, 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 blah. hell blah. doesn't
0: have alcohol at a party! Besides but what they did,
1: but they did have like champagne and they were like, you know, spraying it and they this way, that way. over Stephanie McMahon. And she
0: took, she took it to heart and. Took uh, extreme s- offense s- to it. Stormed out of the room during the party. And, and you just knew that's, that's that they were going to have another match. Chicanery is the word I was looking for.
1: Chicanery. Uh, so. We we knew that after this chicanery that the new day was gonna have another match and it was kind of a question, are they going to win this next match? Right. And I I think honestly, I I wasn't sure. Were they going I, I to have them feel- not quite uh get to the you know, the finish line? I mean, I was barely like I'm like on you know I think they're going to have them find a way to win tonight, but right. I, I wasn't completely convinced of that. So, you know what, good on them for good booking, at least for me.
0: I will say this. Uh, when when Kevin Owens had his segment with Stephanie, first of all, I knew there was going to be another match just because the look that Stephanie McMahon gave after she got doused by champagne. I've gotten that look from my sister at least a 1,004 times over my lifetime in 33 years. So I knew that they were in deep shit because, like I said, that that is probably the scariest look you can actually get from any human being. And I knew they were going to defend the titles. I had a feeling when Kevin Owens said what he was saying leading up to it that him and Jericho were going to be challenging it. I did not know that Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns were also going to be part of it. But once they put them in to make this a triple threat match, I was that confident that the you New knew Day the was bring weren't it.
1: going to win in Jericho. Jericho. Jer- you know, with Jericho obviously going away pretty soon to do some stuff with Fozzy.
0: I hope he sticks around so at least WrestleMania. I'd I i, I I'd like to see Chris Jericho fight at WrestleMania and then just like, all right, I'm going to go do my own thing. If that were to happen,
1: they would have to agree to let Jericho do an extremely limited schedule. Oh, yeah, that's fine. He has to record an album and their his band's doing festival dates in Europe.
0: That's fine. So, I just want to see Jericho at WrestleMania. That's just me as a mark. I want right. to see Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Um, so that, that was kind of
1: the story they had guy, kind of going throughout the show where, you know, New Day going to win. Obviously, New Day ended up winning. Right. Uh, and, you know, it led to some friction, even more friction between Jericho and, and Kevin Owens there where you had, uh, I forget who it was, but they shoved Kevin Owens into Jericho as Jericho was doing the Walls Jericho, which ended up leading to I think it was Xavier Woods uh, getting the pin after somebody, somebody I think hit an ending move. I I completely forget who it was, but Xavier Woods. No, was, that was
0: the first one. I'm sorry. I but got the finishing move in the first one, right? He,
1: trouble in Paradise, but. In the end, it was, I think, Xavier Woods getting the pin, and, you know, basically New Day did nothing in the main event match, they just happened to be in the right place at the right time to win, everybody else did all the work.
0: That sounds about right with the WWE.
1: But, you know what, considering they had already had a triple threat match, they were already gassed, and obviously they didn't use, uh because they're using the Freebird rule, one of the their participants didn't... Wasn't in the earlier match, but even so, you had somebody who is a little gassed from earlier in the evening. So I get it. You know, the team that's the most tired. I ain't even mad.
0: I'm not even mad.
1: I thought it actually made complete
0: sense. Right. I thought it did too. Congratulations uh, to the new day on becoming the longest reigning WWE World Tag Team Champions, surpassing demolition this week. Um I'm glad you guys got it. I'm a huge Kofi Kingston fan. I've been a huge fan of Kofi Kingston's since he debuted in ECW almost 10 years ago, if it wasn't if it wasn't. I think it was about 10 years ago.
1: Close to that. Cuz I mean ECW came back in 2006. So
0: right. huge Kofi Kingston fan. I'm really happy for him of, of anybody. I'm I'm the happiest for him. I'm not discounting Big E. Well, or Big E's the
1: the guy of the future.
0: Or Xavier Woods. I I'm not discounting them, just to me, Kofi Kingston, you know, being close to my age, and the fact that he's been there as long as he has, and he is just a year older than me, means he has a few more years left in him, and to be honest, he's well above the Coco Beware line.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: Absolutely. And
1: I don't know when these guys are going to lose the title, honestly, it's possible that they're going to lose it tomorrow night at Roadblock against Sheamus and well, Cesaro. Well, we would have
0: to just wait for what our predictions are going to be. And I know. I'm just
1: there. I'm I'm just saying they, these guys have now surpassed the record and I think at any point now they are, you know, prime for the pick and, and they really have built up Sheamus and Cesaro to me as the next team to beat beat them. Like a few months ago it would have been to me and so and Cass would have been the ones to beat them. And you can't A few months that. before that, it would have been Anderson Gallows, and you know they've kind of knocked those teams down a and couple of notches. before that, it was
0: the Dudley Boys, and before that, it was the Vaude and before that, it was it was but the everybody's Headbangers. Been knocked down a couple that, of it's, notches. It's the Bushwhackers, and before that, it was the Rockers, and before that, it was the Heart Foundation. And I'm just keen to keep going, aren't I? I'm going to stop, but.
1: Like, they've knocked everybody down.
0: Oh, I, 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 I hate what they did with the Raw Tag Team division. you got Anderson and Gallows, who established themselves as one of the premier tag teams in of the world. In the, in the WWE, but in the world. They were former New Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Team champions. You know, you're not a complete slouch if you're going to win those tag team championships. I love Anderson and Gallows. I'm surprised they haven't won the titles yet. Do I think they're going to win them eventually? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to eventually get there because I think that they want to be over the Coca Cola line. <laughs> so, sorry, we'll we'll have
1: that going into roadblock, and we'll we'll get into that a little I bit mean, later.
0: And uh, what I mean, but what with a,
1: a couple other things that we had going here that kind of lead into roadblock. We had a uh, Braun Strowman going against Curtis Axel, where he absolutely. Oh! He absolutely destroyed Curtis Axel. Uh later on in the show we had uh Sami Zayn uh go oh, against awesome Jinder Mahal but Oh yeah.
0: shit. That's right. I can't even have the Jack Gallagher segment as my markout moment of the week. Okay. I now remember exactly what I said was going to be the markout moment of the week just because of you brought up two words. And I know I'm sorry. I'm gonna to have to change my mark out moment of the week. I know I said a Jack Gallagher Saying he was going to interfere in this match, and he was going to give a verbal, a verbal,
1: thorough, a thorough, thrashing sorry,
0: a thorough thrashing to Jinder Mahal, or not Jinder Mahal, um, Davari, Davari was going to be my mark out moment. I'm really struggling in the second half of this podcast. Keep going, by the way. keep going. But um, to be honest, uh, the Sami Zayn, Mick Foley segment that they had, uh, the Sami Zayn. Great was asking for the match against Braun Strowman. If he didn't get it, he wanted to get traded to SmackDown. Uh, Mick Foley said that he was going to facilitate the trade. He was talking to Daniel Bryan. They came out. He told Sami Zayn that he got somebody of fair compensation to Sami Zayn and told him it was Eva Marie. They swerved us, though. And Sami Zayn said, and in the words of Michael Cole, when there was the... Infamous Raw Anonymous General Manager, and I quote Sami Zayn said he was worth not one, not two, not three, but a thousand Eva Marie's. And the fact that Sami Zayn is on the same page as me about how terrible Eva Marie is, and the fact that they finally trolled, and they finally have come to their conclusion and have come to their senses that Eva Marie is terrible and horrible and all that shit. That Sami Zayn announcing that he is worth a thousand Eva Marie's was Bobby the Brainless's mark out moment of the week. Fuck that bitch.
1: Right. So what happened here is Foley said, Hey, I've facilitated this trade and basically His whole thing was he was trying to fire up Zayn so Zayn would get angry and Zayn would get himself to the level he needs to get to to take on a monster like Strowman. I'm not sure, well, he's not going to beat Strowman, but the way that they're having this match set up is they're going to have basically a 10-minute time limit, and basically if Zayn survives the 10 minutes then I don't know if he's getting a title shot or anything. They haven't really explained that. But, you know, more or less, it's, I think, something so Zayn can prove it to himself, so he could prove it to the audience. You know, Zayn kind of being the ultimate underdog in the heavyweight division, going against, you know, the ultimate monster that they have right now who's performing full-time.
0: The underdog from the underground. Right. So...
1: Uh, we have somebody on Twitter asking what we're talking about. We're talking about Sami Zayn on Monday Night Raw uh, cutting a, a promo.
0: Professional wrestling, just in case. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, you know, it was a really cool moment. I think
0: you, you got, a lot, of emotion. Say, you got have a lot of emotion out of Sami Zayn and out of Mick Foley. I'm, I'm glad that we got to see that side of Sami Zayn. We really need to see it going into this match against well, Braun Well, we need Strowman. more character out of and him. And I think he really nailed the... the...
1: And with, with Zayn here, you know, this is the best he's projected. His character and, you know, he's fighting the odds. Nobody thinks he could do it. And he's finally thinking, like, yes, I can do it. Right. And this is my shot right here. Um, so... I don't see Sami Zayn beating Braun Strowman. I see him either. I think he's either going to survive 10 minutes or he's going to make it to like 9 minutes in like 55 seconds before he finally, you know, it's gets Bronx spiked. Yeah. You know, uh, so either way, even if he loses, he's going to come out looking on top in right. this whole get up. Uh, we actually had somebody ask us an MMA question. They asked us if we like Conor McGregor.
0: I think Conor McGregor is very good on the microphone, like a lot of the WWE superstars. But the fact that he thinks he's better than a lot of these WWE superstars, personally, because of the fact that I'm Irish, I have to like Conor McGregor by default. I think he's an incredible, you know, fighter. I would love, to, you know, I love watching his pay per views. I've seen. Uh, I've seen him perform on numerous pay-per-views. I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan, to be honest. Well, with McGregor, the thing that's interesting about him is he has
1: no problem calling out people that are double his size. Right. And one of the things I'm interested to see with uh, McGregor, and I think it might happen in 2017, McGregor and uh, Floyd Mayweather have been kind of sparring lately uh verbally, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. would absolutely love to see McGregor against Floyd Mayweather, and I would love to see somebody knock Mayweather's ass out. Um, I don't know if it would be an MMA fight or if it would be a straight-ahead boxing match, but I want to see McGregor, despite the fact that he kind of... You know, I think he personally like, crapped on WWE just to kind of help sell fights. Right. I don't I think he has a lot of respect for what the guys do in WWE day in and day out. Uh, I I again, I think he was just trying to sell fights. I agree. Uh, but I would love to see him and Floyd Mayweather Mayweather have a match and I I want to see McGregor absolutely knock his fucking ass out.
0: <laughs> I I wouldn't be opposed to that. So I would love to see that because I think that would be the number one selling pay-per-view in the history of sports entertainment slash professional sports. Well, the thing with that is McGregor, I
1: think, makes roughly 2 to $3 million a year with UFC, and he would have to break a contract with them to to get this fight because I don't think uh, Dana White would allow Mayweather into UFC
0: Although, although Mayweather has been trying to train for a MMA career once his boxing career is over. I, I could see Mayweather taking part in UFC. I wouldn't rule it out of the possibilities. I, I, I don't think it's like a slam dunk, like it's a definite thing that's going to happen. Wouldn't completely rule it out. Um, May, uh, McGregor getting into like professional boxing. I don't see it happening. I'm going to, I hate the fact that I'm going to have to say this. But this is one of those situations where I think that if we want to see Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, we're going to have to get it at something like a WrestleMania. That's the only way you're going to be able to facilitate that because that's going to be the only venue where you can get the caliber of these two. And if there's anybody that can pay the two of them the money they're going to be looking for, it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's just I, me personally. personally,
1: I disagree with that. M- my thought on this is Mayweather is not going to make the $100 million that he made in the Manny Pacquiao fight. Oh, no. By going into MMA. MMA is just, it's not to that level yet. The only way he gets the money he wants is if he gets McGregor to, into a boxing match. And, again, McGregor would need to break a contract with UFC, but if they end up paying McGregor something like 40 or 50 million it's like all right well if McGregor was going to make 2 to 3 million dollars for the next few years well if you pay him 50 million dollars what what the fuck does he care if right. he gets sued uh, over
0: right.
1: that they're not going to sue him and get all 50 million sue so for what they might sue him and you know get a portion of that and then he could be like you know what i need i made all the money i need to make my family's going to be fine. My grandchildren are going to be fine. My grandchildren's grandchildren are going to be fine. Right. So I see him more hitting the boxing than that. It, whether they could find a way to make a cross-promotional thing where they could make the amount of money that they they would without being attached to boxing or right. MMA, I just don't know if that exists. But.
0: It's a crazy world out there. Gun to your head. Who do you think wins that fight?
1: I'm going with uh, McGregor because he's a fiery Irish guy who is much younger.
0: I agree with you. I think that when it comes down to like it being an actual fight, I got McGregor. Um, the one thing about Mayweather is he's not much of a boxer. Well, he's not he's much a, of a tremendous. He's, he's not much boxer. of a fighter. He's more of like a. He's like a he's really a good boxer. He's really good defensively. Uh, he doesn't throw a lot of punches. A lot of his his fights go the distance because he doesn't really knock too many people out, which I know a lot of people are not a huge fan of. I wasn't really impressed with his match against Pacquiao. If it came down to it, I think McGregor would knock Floyd Mayweather the fuck out. That's just my personal opinion. But, but it would also depend on what kind of fight they would have. MMA rules, I would say McGregor would take out Mayweather. If it comes down to it being boxing rules, I think that Mayweather would take out McGregor.
1: It, it'll it be interesting to see. I would really, really be interested see that in, in that fight happening. Oh, yeah. And it really doesn't matter to me what rules they have, because both of these guys are absolute trash talkers who think so highly of themselves and really don't give a fuck what other people think, uh, and
0: I hope it happens. Speaking of predictions, like we just predicted the Mayweather Pacquiao or I'm sorry, Mayweather, uh Conor McGregor fight. Let's go into tomorrow's Roadblock. block and we'll go into those predictions.
1: All right. Do we want to go from the bottom to the top? Top Depends to the bottom. Depends
0: on what you consider the bottom. I think the bottom is whatever match Roman Reigns is in. Alright, so we'll start at the bottom.
1: <laughs> uh, so we we have uh, Reigns against Kevin Owens. Honestly, like I the way they're booking it, it, it seems like Reigns should win, and you know how much that uh, Vincent McMahon, Kennedy McMahon loves himself some Roman Reigns. I have a feeling somehow, some way, as much as we think Jericho has broken up, I think Jericho comes into this and helps Kevin Owens win.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going with the guy with the really wet hair. All right. I'm going with Roman Reigns over Kevin Owens. As much as it hurts me, but I I can't pick. I'm never going to pick Captain Cupcake as long as I live. Okay. The fact that he blocked us on Twitter, it still stings me, even though it was like two months ago. Hey, be objective. Aren't I still you think, a broadcast I still, journalist? I still, I be still a broadcast think, journalist. I still think... That even if Kevin Owens didn't block us, I would still be going with Roman Reigns. And it's because of the fact that they shove Roman Reigns down everybody's throat. And everybody has been talking about like how this is going to be Roman Reigns. And it's going to be Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns. I ultimately think that Roman Reigns is going to win this match because it's what Vince McMahon thinks is best for business. What I think is best for business is Kevin Owens winning. I would have Kevin Owens win. Finn Balor come out there in the Royal Rumble, win that. And it would be Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania, but what the hell do I know? Just because I've been watching wrestling for 28 years doesn't mean that I know anything about professional wrestling. <laughs> but so ultimately that means, so from what I've, from what I've learned, Roman Reigns. Wait, is wait, be. wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. You were perfect the last pay-per-view. I
0: was perfect the last you pay-per-view. You know a lot about I wrestling. I know I was perfect. I was dead on, in the words of Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny, I was dead on balls with my predictions. You were. But this is Monday Night Raw. This is an entirely different pay-per-view, brother. So, with that being said, I'm going with Roman Reigns. All right, so uh
1: moving on to... Sasha against uh, Charlotte Flair in a 30-minute Iron Woman match. As much as I hate that they're playing hot potato with this title, I know how much they love talking up this Charlotte streak of pay-per-view victories. And unfortunately,
0: I see Charlotte winning the night. Agreed. I don't have to go into it anymore. I think it's going to be Charlotte. Just because she hasn't lost in a pay-per-view, uh, you know, in a title well, match, I, I just don't well, see Well, her... she
1: hasn't wa- lost a pay-per-view match in what, 13 or 14 at this point? The one thing that I'm gonna throw in here, I think the swerve here is we have the Nature Boy Ric Flair, who I think Woo! they've been playing off is against his daughter. I think right. he is He's going to house. try to get in favor of his daughter, and he's going to cost Sasha Banks the the match.
0: I I couldn't agree more. I think that Ric Flair is definitely going to get involved in the match. He's the
1: dirtiest player in the
0: game. It's absolutely in his character to do this. I I see Charlotte winning this. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I see Charlotte winning this just because they like hot potatoing the women's championship on Raw. I I just. Ugh. I hate to say it, but I think it's, i i' this think could be, be a,
1: this may be the best match of the night
0: it, it has very well
1: it'll just the be a disappointing ending
0: the showst uh, show stealer
1: so all right, so moving on to another match that potentially match of the night Rollins Jericho, oh God, I can't wait for that match. that's the one match I'm most looking forward to by the way, you know with this like I don't think they've done the greatest job of building up the heat between the two of these guys.
0: These guys are just oh, really? like dynamite do you, in the ring. Do you, do, you, do you forget the fact that Chris Jericho got pedigreed on the top of a car in the parking lot by Seth Rollins? Do you not remember that Seth Rollins stole the list of Jericho from Chris Jericho? You don't think that they've been building this up as good as you as they possibly can? I disagree. What happened on Monday? What did happen on Monday? I mean, they did
1: some stuff to uh,
0: kind of set up Thanks for tuning the in, in Merman. Merman.
1: Um, They did stuff to set up the matches For the pay-per-view at the end of the night When they had the triple threat tag team match But what they really did Was they actually set up more dissension Between Jericho and Owens They didn't set up stuff between Rollins, Rollins and, Jericho, and Jericho Which is why I'm saying That they, they're putting a, a premium On the things That weren't necessarily Take care of Merman man Sorry. Uh, To uh, this uh, Pay-per-view See you, Merman. But yeah, that that that's kind of why I'm feeling like they did not build this up as being the prime time thing, and that's why I think like we were talking before, Jericho I think is ultimately going to help out Owen's retaining title. They built up that more in my mind by having that part of the main event on Monday for the go home show than they have for Rollins and
0: Jericho. I'm go so Ultimately, who do you think is going to win? I think Rollins wins. Agreed. Because that was quick. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, Jericho
1: is going away soon. We all know it, and Rollins, you know, could use the the rub. And I'm wondering, does Triple H make an appearance here since Rollins has been calling him out lately, or uh,
0: does that wait until the Rumble? Rumble. That's my opinion. All right, but we'll worry about that in the future. Uh, also next on the card will be the Triple Cru- Threat match. Cruiserweight Championship Triple Threat Match between Rich Swann, TJ Perkins, and the, the Brian Kendrick.
1: This one for me is probably the, the hardest one to call. The way they've been booking it tells me that Rich Swann is going to win despite the fact that they keep on having him lose or come out on the lower end of the totem pole here. I think there are certainly possibilities that Kendrick wins. I don't see a way where the only way I see T.J. Perkins winning is if T.J. Perkins goes on full-on heel here. I agree. That would be the only way Perkins wins. So to me, it's Swan or Perkins. I don't. I mean Kendrick.
0: Right. So I'm I'm going with Rich Swan all the way. There's there's not a chance anybody else walks out with that title. I'm going with Swan.
1: All right. And, and after that, we have kind of the 10 minute challenge of Zane versus Strowman. Does Zane last the 10 minutes?
0: I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Sami Zayn lasts the 10 minutes and that Braun Strowman doesn't destroy him. I think everybody's expecting. I, to be honest, I think everybody's expecting Zane to last the 10 minutes, so I could see. Where Braun Strowman can squash him in like forty two seconds, but I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the uh, the curb and I'm gonna say that Sami Zayn lasted ten minutes. I'm I'm gonna go
1: with kind of the prediction I had before. Where bless you, I think bless you. Thank you. I think the Zayn ends up lasting like nine fifty five, not quite getting to the ten minutes, but. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Strawn ends up beating him, but, but it's certainly possible that I don't put it out of the realm of possibility, but I'm putting it at like,
0: I think I'm allergic to your prediction.
1: 66%. 66%. Right. 66.23. Scott Steiner. And the numbers don't lie. Uh, of Braun Strowman, uh, at least in my mind, beating
0: him within 10 minutes, but it'll be just barely. I think that Sami Zayn will last 10 minutes.
1: All right. So then we have uh, Big Cass and Rusev. I think this is part of the pre-show.
0: I'm not going to lie. This is the match I'm actually most excited for because they built this up so well. They have. Even though they used Enzo Amore more so than Big Cass to set up this match, but I think that this match has got a great... It's got a great build up. I think this match has a chance to be the most underrated uh, match in the card. I'm excited to see how big Cass goes against Rusev in a singles competition. I I really think that the two of them will have a really good match. Not a great match, doesn't have to be a great match. They're two big guys. But it's that, not going to
1: be, you know, them doing flips and all sort of crazy it, it'll stuff. It'll be
0: it'll be entertaining nonetheless. Sure. And I'm I'm excited for it. I think that Big Cass goes over on Rusev with the help from his little chihuahua. Uh, Big Cass gets the victory over Rusev tomorrow night.
1: I, I agree. I mean, they've had Rusev absolutely destroy Enzo. Big Cass is Enzo's boy, and, you know, you don't want your boy to get squashed. And you can't teach that. And this is one of those things where I, I think with this, there's no way they could have Rusev. When I hope they don't, you know, make Rusev look weak here. I hope they figure out a way to have him look strong, despite the fact that he loses. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, Cass beating him, but Clean. but then Rusev just absolutely destroys him after the match. Right. I don't know if that's going to be the way they go. But Rusev to me is such a good, solid heel. That if you have him lose decisively to Cass, it just will ruin his credibility as
0: a competitor for anything right. for a long time. Right, and I—that's I, why I think that Enzo is ultimately the person that's going to cost Rusev the match against Big Cass. I could—I could, I, I could see—I I see if Rusev wins, he's going to win it clean. If Enzo, or if Big Cast wins, it's going to be because of the help of Enzo Amore. Either he's going to distract. Well,
1: maybe he's going to like kiss Lana or something yeah. like that, and it's going to distract Rusev. So, <laughs> but we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh,
0: and last and certainly not least in this card is the New Day will be defending the World Tag Team Championships of Raw against Cesaro. I think r- I got
1: that right. Whatever they call themselves. Oh, whatever. Seamus and Cesaro, um honestly, now that they've beaten Demolition's record, I've been calling it for a few weeks that I thought these guys were gonna be the guys that would finally take the titles. I think this is gonna be the moment where it happens. Uh, New Day to me has run their course. At this point, I think Big E would be better off breaking out on his own and doing his, doing his thing and I don't know if they continue with Xavier and Kofi as a tag team or if they split them up and have them do other things. But, again, I think New Day uh, entertained me for the most part over their you know 14-month-plus run, but their time has come. Sheamus and Cesaro, they've kind of been building up, and after they had that seven-match series between the two of them, it seemed like... This is what they were building to in the last couple of months of having these two guys who should be main event singles stars coming together, uh, figuring out a way to coexist, and I think they go over.
0: I personally don't see them breaking up the New Day because it's like the old adage. If something's not broken, why are you going to fix it? And And as much as
1: for me they've become stale, a lot of the people still enjoy them.
0: I I still enjoy the New Day. I think that them dropping the titles would be enough let them kind of like you know. All right, we we're not the champions anymore. Let them do something to kind of like get over again. I don't see them breaking up. They're a fantastic group. They have incredible chemistry together. And, and like I said, it's the old adage: if it's not broke, don't fix it. To me, so they're don't, broke. Don't, but, don't 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 but break don't break me. up the new. You just you're still upset about about that whole old day segment that they had. Well, it's not just the old day segment. I think in general
1: that they've kind of been you know they've got their five moves of doom as far as promos go now they they do the same few things over and over and over again and i understand you get something over you you keep talking about it and and that's fine but for me, it's just become stale. I think they need to figure out something new. Why do you think The Rock has like 57 different catchphrases? Because he constantly evolved. Instead of having five different catchphrases, he has 57. Except for the one
0: that really gets them over. Finally, The Rock has come back to insert generic city Port or town. Smith. Right, exactly. Um. I don't think they should get broken up. That's just me personally. I love them as a tag team. I, th- I They're think they going still to have evolve from where they are right now. I they have, have to, no problem. They have to fix. They have to. They have to alter themselves because eventually, at some point, you have to. Whether it's going back full on, kid, on heel, right? Because I mean, they, they showed
1: glimpses of going heel, but if they go full on heel again and start, you know, crapping on the audience again, I would love that.
0: Right. So prediction, you're going with Sheamus and Cesaro. I am. I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm going with Sheamus and Cesaro. I think it's time for them to win the tag team titles. It's time for them to give Cesaro some due diligence as somebody that needs some credibility, hard uh, worker who's hard worker, really offended, very dedicated, eaten
1: crap and accepted it for and I, his and I years. Think,
0: and to be honest, I think if he wins the tag team titles, that'll like, it'll make him happy. It might not be as happy as him being in the world title picture, which he deserves. But I think that if he wins the tag team titles with Sheamus, it's better than him eating dog shit.
1: And just a little bit of an aside here you had a guy like Cesaro who has a lot of credibility for the folks who are familiar with the indie scene. He lent his credibility and really was one of the forefathers that really brought NXT to where it is now. The dude deserves, you know, some recognition on a bigger scale and. Being a tag team champion would be great. Yeah, I know he's held, like, he held, what, U.S. title? I think he might have held the Intercontinental title. Uh But the guy deserves better than what he's gotten.
0: Oh, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. I think he's the guy that has been getting the short end of the stick when it comes For a long to time. the WWE. And I think he deserves, at least the tag team titles, he definitely deserves a shot at, at least the Universal or the World Championship, but... That's neither here nor there. If you make him the tag team champions with Sheamus, it actually builds up Sheamus' resume, even though it doesn't really need much uh, work to get built up. But I, I think that this is great. I think they deserve the tag team titles. Give them a chance. Give them that opportunity. I'd love to see them as a tag team. I think they're they're rather entertaining. The whole bargain yeah. brawl they had a couple of weeks ago was fantastic. Love that. I, yeah. I've been a huge Sheamus fan for a very long time would love to see him win the Tag Team Championships. It's one of those titles that has eluded him his entire career. I would love to see him win it. I would love to see Cesaro win it. And I'd love to see them get like a, a very decent-sized run as the Tag Team Champions if it does happen. Right. But speaking of decent runs,
1: nobody has had a longer run in the WWE Royal
0: Rumble. Today, December 17th, one week before... Christmas Eve, December 17th of 2016, at an astounding 692 days, Curtis Axel is still alive in the
1: 2015 Royal Rumble.
0: And on that note, I think we should uh, bid adieu to the Marks out there that listen to our podcast and, and watch friendly. out there whoever whoever's left out there in the Mark universe yeah. so thank you for listen, for chime in, uh, listening in and chiming in to episode 21 of the F and Marks podcast I appreciate you guys listening to us and watching us on Twitter and, and on Facebook. Facebook I am Bobby the Brainless as always and I'm Ja Rule Mark out with your guac out